Blog Talk Radio. Oh, we know, Carrie. We dealing. We dealing with producer extraordinaire. When we dealing with you, Carrie Hines, it ain't no such thing as it's gonna be I. No, it's never gonna be I. It's always gonna be excellence, Carrie. Because that's that's what you do, man. You bring out the excellence in all of us. You 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 make us. So you make us step up to the plate. And you bring out us being professional at doing this. That's what you do, man. I mean, wow. <laughs> that's what you do. Wouldn't you guys agree with that? Absolutely. I agree. And I think it's trust. It's trusting Carrie too. Like you can't open up or can't be a hundred percent honest if you don't trust the host or trust the person who you're dealing with. And I think that's the camaraderie that's there. Everybody trusts Carrie, and then we trust each other. Time to rise and shine with the Hair Radio Morning Show with Carrie Hines. Welcome to the Hair Radio Show on Blog Talk Radio. He's the host with the most, Mr. Carrie Hines. Good morning, and welcome to an all-new live edition of the Hair Radio Morning Show. We're the longest-running daily live broadcast on hair in the world, 25 years and counting. Now, on today's broadcast, we've got the latest in hair and beauty talk, great music, and much, much more. I must thank our Carapy Hair Products, Hair Nation Expo events, Salon TV Network, and all of our amazing advertisers who are responsible for getting this episode on the air. Now, if today is your first time tuning in, thank you. And remember to press 1 to make a live comment or shout-out during the show. We're here each weekday from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 5 to 8 Central. Now grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's show.
Everybody, I'm Valerie from Validate Your Beauty. I am giving a shout out to the Hair Radio Morning Show, Carrie Hines. Ladies, do you love a man with a well-groomed and sexy beard? Men, do you suffer from patchiness or irritation and want a fuller beard? Well, let me introduce you to the hottest beard care products on the market. Rugged Evolution features 16 amazing balms, oils, shampoos, and accessories. Our products are sure to meet the demands of all your beard care needs. For more information, go to RuggedEvo.com. That's RuggedEvo.com. And remember, Rugged is the new smooth. Did you know that the Hair Radio Show with Carrie Hines is the longest-running radio broadcast on hair and beauty talk in the world? It's a broadcasting hair industry institution. Be a live guest on air and join our long list of amazing celebrities and hair and beauty industry luminaries who've all been on our show. Give our office team a call at 833-402-8882. Again, that's 833-402-8882. Or visit us online at hairradio.com because you haven't made it until you've made it to Hair Radio.
Oh, man. It was just the beginning of everything for me. Uh, let's, let's just say that. If I was to describe it, I would say the beginning of everything. The beginning of the limelight. The beginning of uh, my voice. The beginning of um, the stardom track. And um, I learned a lot. And Hair Radio carried me so far to... Uh, I just I just can't describe the excitement and how happy and how Hair Radio changed my life. Oh. Hair Radio changed my life, and um, it's because of Hair Radio that I was able to continue to push through, able to continue to build and go forth. It's two thumbs up. The Hair Radio Morning Show goes to the movies. It's our brand new movie talk radio segment. Listen live. Tune in right here on our broadcast for our unique review of the latest movie. Join us live on the air to chat. It's movie talk on the Hair Radio Morning Show. The Let Your Spirit Source segment on the Hair Radio Morning Show is about getting your day and ours started with positive thoughts, well wishes, great quotes, and amazing affirmations. So if you have one you'd like to share, please send it through our Salon TV Network app and we'll get it featured on the air. I'm Carrie Hines. You're invited to be part of our new limited radio broadcast series, Talking about Cosby, it's our chance to collectively delve into the life and career and legacy of Bill Cosby, right here on the Hair Radio Morning Show. Now, we've got great on-air commentators who will be lending their voices to this complex man's story, and we want to hear from you. Our mid-show hour from 7 to 8 a.m. Eastern, 6 to 7 Central, it's your chance to call in and speak live on the air. Go to our Facebook page, The Hair Radio Morning Show, for complete details. Thinking about our fans today on The Hair Radio Morning Show, it, uh, it's the early morning part, our first uh, hour of the day. And, um, and first, I, I just really want to welcome all for being part of this incredible uh, broadcast today. I really, really mean that. Um, we welcome fans from coast to coast, and, and folks know that our broadcast studio is located in Brooklyn, New York, which is where I am, of course. Uh, you know, But uh, we reach everywhere. This show gets out to everybody doesn't matter if they are in New York City or in Wyoming. The Hair Radio Morning Show reaches them through all time zones. If they are in Europe, where they are like five or six hours ahead, they hear the show. We have listeners in Australia and, of course, of course across the continent of Africa. 
many, many African countries tune into our broadcast. Quite a few. You've heard from them right here on this show. And uh, it's, it's rewarding. And now we welcome uh, our friends up north, uh, north of America, the other parts of North America, we say. We're talking about up in Canada. And uh, we're real happy to welcome the folks in uh, Nova Scotia. So uh, we are expanding out our message. I've brought in two of our hair radio hosts. Uh, You guys know Nicole Marie, who is my superstar colleague on this broadcast. Nicole Marie, what do you think? Uh, First of all, good early morning. Good welcome first hour to you. Yes, it's very, very early. Good morning. What do you say when uh, someone asks you, uh, you know, what would you like to say about the fans of the broadcast? What do you say? The fans of the broadcast are just so supportive and so committed to the show. It is just wonder, wonderful. I'd just like to tell them thank you, thank you, thank you. They appreciate it so very much. Yes. And what else can you tell us? Who are the fans? The fans for myself would be working women Mm. women who who balance so much in a day, their work life, their home life, with spouses, with children, community activities and um, organizations and involvement that just balance so much, have so much on their plate. And every day they make it happen. Wow. Well, that says so much. Amazing. Hopkins, Michael Hopkins, you guys know him. He is the host of the Vet Talk radio show. Michael Hopkins, what do you say? You're with us early. You guys are a special treat this early morning. What do you say, Michael? Who are some of your fans? Well, you, you know, Carrie, the way I look at it, the, the fans that I have are the brave men and women who served in the United States Armed Forces. They gave their all. You know, just, just their, their, their everything that they could think of and a whole lot more to serve this great country. A, a lot of them, just like me, we came back from serving this country, and we had either physical wounds, mental wounds, or a combination of the above. And my fans, they're just like me. All we want is what was promised to us. They promised us compensation for injuries sustained. And it is my great privilege and honor to provide my veteran brothers and sisters with the assistance in understanding how they can get compensated. And that's an honor that I just don't take lightly. No, and that's very clear as you've demonstrated, and you continue to do so each week on your broadcast right here on the Vet Talk Radio Show on Tuesdays at 8.30, 7.30 Central. And... Uh, I appreciate that, Michael Hopkins. Uh, and and I have to say, 
uh, who are the fans to me uh, is the question. Um, I think uh, the fans really represent all that we're doing. Um, this is the feedback that I see. This is where we get uh, updates from folks and responses on them hearing something that they would have never thought about, uh, you know, or had heard elsewhere. Uh, you know, seeing how we stand out, how Hair Radio, the morning show, is unique. And uh, and I'm reminded of that every day. And I also want to take a moment to welcome amazing new fans over at UpscaleMagazineRadio.com, uh, where they just continue and build upon all that we have started. So uh, my big thing is to remind the fans to become members, free, free, free Hair Radio online members, uh, to our little online community, rather. You can easily sign up. Just go to HAIRadio.com or HRmember, without the S, dot com, either one, and sign up. And, uh, you know, we'll be real happy. So, again, that's HRmember.com or HAIRadio.com. And uh, that's it. Nicole Marie, Michael Hopkins. We'll see you guys a little later in today's broadcast. I'm Carrie Hines. And up next is the one and only Maggie Anderson. All right, folks, stay with us. I'm Maggie Anderson. I am the creator of The Empowerment Experiment and the author of Our Black Year, my family's year-long stand, completely living off of black-owned businesses. When we decided to take on this public pledge, we had no idea how hard it would be. There was only one black-owned grocery store in all of Illinois, and that grocery store closed five months before we finished our year. Um, and I have two little girls. There means no fresh milk, no fresh meats, no fresh produce. Um, but I put them through that because we took the stand and we wanted really to do something extreme out of love for our community to expose how few black businesses there still are, to refute uh, negative stereotypes about black owned businesses, and to expose economic injustice that still persists in America. After the year, I decided that I could not go back to corporate. I could not go back to law. I've made this issue of, of economic racism and really trying to create economic empowerment in our black community my life. The black hair care firms, they uh, sustained the civil rights movement. Black women created these companies, huge, thriving companies, and we needed that. We talk about Black Wall Street now because we shine light on what happened in Tulsa. Most black neighborhoods were anchored by these black Wall Streets. And if we could bring that back, America would be better. I'm not saying bring all of it back. That would probably be impossible. But we can bring black hair care back. There are great black hair care companies that exist, black-owned hair care companies that exist right now. And it would be wonderful for, in America, 
just like other groups own their culturally relevant products and industries, that the black community can own the biggest black hair care brands, that the black community can own uh, black beauty supply stores. 3% of the beauty supply stores in black neighborhoods, and people know, people, black people know what I'm talking about. If you go into a black neighborhood, you're going to see a beauty supply store, and they're going to sell all the black hair care products that only black people use, and they are not owned by black people. So I've issued the Black-Owned Hair Care Challenge. Just asking everyday folks to say, Hi, my name is Maggie Anderson, and I accept the Black-Owned Hair Care Challenge. And tell the world that from now on, if I'm going to buy black hair care products, I'm going to make sure it's from a black-owned company. It's an all-new special on the top 10 fashion icons right here on the Hair Radio Morning Show. A couture countdown featuring some of the best-known ladies in pop culture and beyond. And it's hosted by our very special contributor, Miss Mary Reed Johnson from Hairhead Heart. So tune in. It's airing now across Hair Radio platforms. Join the Hair Radio online community. It's free to be a member. It's social media for the hair and beauty industry. Great space for entrepreneurs to meet new customers, network with new friends, upload pictures, make, like, read, and share posts about hair, beauty, and business, and more. Go to hrmember.com to sign up. You're listening to the all-new Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines. Now, I have with us our amazing guest contributor. You guys know her from Hairhead Heart. It is my honor to welcome back to the show the one and only Mary Reed Johnson. Good morning. Good morning and welcome back, Mary. Good good morning, Carrie. It is such a treat to be here, and I think that everyone will be salivating when they hear, hear what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> I think so, too. Well, Mary, I have to say, uh, being part of the Hair Radio Morning Show I have heard uh, some great uh, countdown ideas and all of that along the way, but I think today you have a very special treat, as you just mentioned, for the fans of the broadcast. So uh, why don't you take a moment? Tell us all about it. Ooh, okay. Well, we are recognizing today some of the talent, the style, the contributions of some of our modern-day fashionistas and um, maybe talk a little bit about how they broke barriers, not just in fashion, but in some of the other parts of their lives that really positively impacted so many people. Wow. Well, I am super excited. I can't wait to find out who's on your list. So who's at number 10? <laughs> Mary Reed Johnson, who's number at 10? number 10? We're going to start with a new mommy, well, a soon-to-be mommy, uh, oh, seen her in the headlines, and she is from Barbados, named Rihanna. Okay, I'm about to say, now that's an easy one. <laughs> when you said uh, Barbados, that kind of gave it away. Uh, amazing. So at this time, she is expecting, so that is just something to keep in the back of your mind. Okay, well, I have to say, first of all, Mary, uh, I'm kind of surprised to hear that she's on the list 
But uh, at number 10, I think I would have probably given her some, um, you know, as Casey used to do, Casey Casey used to give honorable mentions. <laughs> they were nowhere on the list. Well, was, you know, she's not just honorable a... mention. Um, but, I, well, uh, but and, and... Had... Yes. What were you going to say, Mary? I was going to say, the, the yeah. people on this list, bear in mind, they are fashionistas for sure. But... They also have done other things. They might be businesswomen. They may be political. They may be, you know, all kinds of levels of stuff. So you have to look big picture. And on top of that, they are inspirational inspirational in the fashion world. Okay, correct. So that is why I can understand to a big degree because Rihanna, she means so much to so many, and she has accomplished so much financially with her uh, her empire that has an imprint on fashion. And uh, so I just love, you know, being exposed to all the uh, her creativity. And, of course, she got her start in music and uh, being Bayesian. Uh, certainly uh, she brought all of that style and sophistication to every project that I've ever seen her be part of. So when uh, at number 10, it's a, it's a very safe spot for her, but when you mention some of these other folks that I believe are in the countdown, I think you'll be surprised. So I'm excited. Yes. So, okay, she's at number I, 10, I, Rihanna, on your list of Yes, and you know, this one, she's only in her 30s, her early 30s, can you believe? She, she's really? done a lot. Well, I yes. think she started so, about 16 or so, if I'm not mistaken. She started real early. With those hit records, yeah. and and uh, and her country is so proud of her, and as they should be. So I'm um, I'm excited. Okay, so she's number ten on your fashionista countdown. Who's at number nine? Now people might disagree, but she does a lot of things. She was uh, most memorably in the United States a first lady. So our first and only to date black first lady or african-american first lady she was born in chicago she is not even 60 yet you know who it is okay i'm going to take a guess in the dark at this one (laughs) it is the one and only michelle obama we just love michelle obama yes yes i just adore her Oh wow! So a classy okay. woman, a mother. Yes. Well, yes. well, some people, you know, see a couple of outfits and they think that's, you know, why she made it. But it's again the holistic. She 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 used ordinary designers or you know, uh, ordinary kind of practical ways of being, and she just brought it into the White House. She didn't. Uh, necessarily um, do anything that she wouldn't do with her classy self, you know, wherever she was. But I, I thought I think she is definitely a fashionista and an icon at so many levels, and just a, a stellar example of womanhood. Well, I want to thank you, Mary, uh, for saying all of that about Michelle Obama. I'm a huge fan of Michelle Obama, and I have a a little bit of an anecdote for you on, on Ms., Mrs. Michelle, uh, I should say Mrs. Obama. Let me tell you why. Uh, first of all, 
um, I have, I remember when her husband was in the White House, and I remember we were on with the White House. Her hairstylist, we're shouting out Johnny Wright, who was also on VH1 recently with his own TV show, uh, was uh, Michelle Obama's hairstylist. And so he was on our very broadcast that you're listening to, the Hair Radio Morning Show, right now. I'm sorry, right here. This and is so the we place. were so excited. Yeah, we were super excited. We had a chance to shout uh, to speak with Johnny, and uh, he told us all about his style and creativity. For the at that time, it was the first lady. She was in the White House at that point. And so um, I definitely believe she deserves to be on the list. What I want to point out about Michelle is that. Um, they, early on, it was clear that everything she would wear would be, would make news around the world. And Mm -hmm. I remember when she first exposed her elbows, that's how crazy (laughs) this, yeah, that was a big thing for a first lady. They were talking about her elbows being exposed. As yes. if that was going to, <laughs> like she's not supposed to have well, elbows. Well, you know, <laughs> you have gloves that cover these these right, extremities. Right, exactly. <laughs> but you know what? No, she, this is where awesome. yeah, these old, um, you know, notions and, and traditions, she allowed her elbows to go bare. And then once yes. it kind of made it past that... <laughs> Then uh, what I loved about Michelle Obama was that she shopped, she would wear super high-end gowns, and she would have things from the Walmart. And and she would have, you know, basic clothing uh, that any woman, I believe, would want to wear. But she also had a lot of uh, high-end, expensive gowns that were probably out of reach for folks. But I have to say, she she just carried everything with a plum and just very. Uh, I think her her style comes so much from her being so smart, and I think she's a yeah. savvy lady, and we just love her. So Michelle Obama, I'm surprised she's not higher on your list. <laughs> well, we'll find you out know, more. it's a really okay. good list. I, I I like to believe it's a really good list, and. Uh, she, you know, if everybody could be number one, that would be ideal. But I had to pick. <laughs> oh, and and she's a midwest. She's a midwestern rep. So, yeah, yes. she's a midwestern rep. So, um, all of those awesome. great values instilled in her, and she shared it with us. Absolutely. Well, if if that's a little conservative, we can go way to the other end for number eight. Now, this no, lady. Well, I, I'm excited to hear what you have at number eight. I'm just excited. Well, this one is, wow. This one, this one is also, I don't know if St. Louis is considered Midwest or not. I think it's a little south. But she's from St. Louis. She was born in 1906. And by the Ooh. time she passed, she was living in Paris, France with many, many children. The only one Any I can idea? imagine is Josephine Baker. You, ding, 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 ding. You know so right? much. Wow. <laughs> Well, you are I right, Miss Bananas Paris. herself. Yeah, that kind of gave it away, the Paris thing. Um, ah. Josephine Baker, good grief. All I remember was the banana dance. What can you yes. tell us, Mary, about the amazing Josephine Baker? 
Well, the banana uh, skirt was just one of the many things. She was a, a dancer, and she was known for her intellect, actually. And she really? also, yes, because she was very smart, and she she didn't take guff from anybody, you know. But she enjoyed her craft. And and long, long, long story short, she had many problems with the the times and the people in the U.S. So eventually, that's how she ended up in Paris. She um, adopted uh, more than a handful of children, and she raised them in Paris, and they took care of her and all the way until her uh, death at the age of 68. So, wow. Yeah, she and was outspoken, kind of and, and they didn't like it. Too. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. which they didn't like it, and she's like, I don't care. It's the truth. And then she just lived her wow. life and t- took her uh, talents eventually overseas where she could just live out her life and, and be at peace. Um, with her thoughts and with her words and with um, giving back to the community that she created around herself. Wow. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, listen, I guess I better take a moment just to kind of catch everybody up here. You're listening to uh, an edition of the all-new Hair Radio Morning Show, and this is a very special, special broadcast that we brought in the one and only Mary Reed Johnson from Hairhead Heart to join us. Good morning, Mary. Hello. You know, there's just so much good stuff about, you know, the, the women that we're, we're focusing on today. And I want people to bear in mind that they might know them for being either politicians or, you know, some famous wife or model or actress or singer or whatever they are. But they also had a really strong sense of fashion or, you know, what they brought to the table maybe changed the way people thought of uh, things and what was acceptable and what is not acceptable in certain realms. So um, the list could be, you know, 100,000 people or it could be everybody who was number one, but we had to pick 10. And so I hope you like the ones that we've selected. Well, I think they've been amazing. At number 10 on your list, just to kind of catch you guys up, you uh, you gave Rihanna the number 10 slot. Number nine, Michelle Obama. And number eight, the incredible Josephine Baker. I'm wondering who's at number seven. Well, this one might be an easy one. She was the first black woman to be on the cover of Vogue. And this happened in 1974. Oh, it's the, uh, I'm going to, black models, you said on the Vogue. I'm going to try to guess. Was it Beverly Johnson? It was Miss Beverly. Oh. <laughs> and yes, she did Beverly her so thing. Yes. yes. She was uh, also the first to appear on uh, the French edition of Elle magazine. So she, she was credit, though. For all that she um, I, I think she got enough money, and she got a husband who adored her, and she has a wonderful child. So I think she's at peace. Mm, that's amazing. I love her, 
for so many reasons. And we have one what, of our what? colleagues, one of our colleagues out in California who worked with her. Sam, you guys know from Bobsa. So I remember she was going to, we were going to get her on our show. And we'll have to reach out to her because she's got such an incredible legacy, as you just pointed out a couple of items, uh, in the modeling mm-hmm. world. And she was one mm-hmm. of the first. Uh, to really put it out there in a way of fashion. So uh, we're shouting her out this morning on this broadcast, on this very special Fashionista broadcast, because she deserves it. So um, you know, I I'm, always, I'm literally shouting her out right now. <laughs> yes, I, I always thought she was from, you know, you. some come other island, but she was just from New York. Yes, I thought she was yes. from an island or something somewhere, but she was just, oh, you know, no, she was born I in really? Buffalo, New York. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's yeah, she's. But I think she's now. Um, I'm almost positive she's out on the West Coast. But yeah, we love her. She oh, still yeah. looks great for her age. Absolutely. And you know what? We gotta stop she's, saying she's still a baby. She's only sixty nine. You know what? Yeah. But let let me stop saying that. She looks great. Period. Yeah. No more for. I like that, Carrie. Yeah, that's yes, not a good I, line. Yes. So yeah. Yeah, you just look exactly. good. Exactly. We gotta get, you know, when get I was researching mindset. Yeah. When I was researching this, I was trying to find um what they had in common, you know, where were they from? Um, how long were they around? What did they do? You know, did they have special creams and stuff? But really we just have it like that and and I well, think a lot of people have it like that. Actually, I think you, you know, I'm going to say what I believe they have in common after I hear your whole list. And um, just remind me, when we get down to number two, number one, I'm going to tell you what I think they have in common. How's that for a team to marry? Oh, that sounds good. That sounds okay. good. Now, this awesome. this next lady, this next lady, and I should say woman, is not always, you know, the first that comes to mind when you think about, you know, fashion and, and that type of thing. As a matter of fact, um, her background was very, very conservative. And she, huh. I think, added to the discussion when you think about people who were from some really conservative, southern, uh, traditional, uh, religious roots. And that kind of described her family. But she made it so instead of it being shunned if you wore makeup or if you wore, you know, something that had something that unbuttoned, you know, in the front or this mm-hmm. type of thing, she made it okay and uh, still did, again, all of her things uh, politically and with her family and helping a high-profile um, male and sticking by him, you know, these types of things. So what she is really known for in the fashion world, one of the things, is lipstick. Who might that be? Lipstick. The ultra-conservative and lipstick. Ultra-conservative and lipstick. I have to tell you, I, I, that one might, that's got me stumped a little bit. Can we get another tip or another at, clue? Well, at the risk, at the risk of sounding just risque, her husband, <laughs> he was an orator and a preacher, and he also yeah. had some pretty lips. Oh, 
Well, I'm not going to ever guess on that clue. <laughs> well, I'll take a stab. Okay, it's not Tina Turner, is it? Oh, yeah, no, I didn't have pretty lips. No. Oh. I'm just going to tell you if I can. Coretta okay. Scott King. Hold it, hold it, hold he... it. Let's, let's say that again. Did you say Dr. King's wife? Dr. King's wife. She was known as I, a fashionista. She was? Yes. Wow. And I really do think that part of it was that, you know, that conservative background where, you know, you just are just flat and on a wall, you know, as far as, you know, not not painted for sure. And definitely not wearing clothes that were anything related to fashion. Well, you know, you're not in a, a burlap bag. I think that she made it okay. And uh, wow. she served well, and she was classy, and, you know, she was still all the other things that her upbringing, her upbringing made her to be. But um, Coretta Scott King makes the list at number six. Well, you know, I have to say, the only thing I would add to that is that she, it reminds me of the Michelle Obama thing where, uh, of course, Michelle Obama, much more fashion conscious. Uh, in her approach uh, to being first lady um, than I believe maybe as a uh, conscious-minded Coretta Scott King. But I I have to say, uh, when I, you know, because of this, I just quickly did some Googling. I see she's just looking. You never saw a bad picture of her or not being, as they say, together. So I have to say I I can see her as a, a fashionista on your list, Mary. Great job. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome job. And I, I got to say one more thing about that high, but good job. I got to say one more thing about uh, Coretta Scott King. She also, toward the end of her days, had moved out of the United States. She was in um, mm. Mexico when she passed in 2006. So, wow. but she lived well, and she did her thing her way. Fashionistas rock. Mexico was just uh, amazing to the African Americans in this country early on, uh, protecting folks uh, when you know with the the folks who were freed and Turmoil, uh, yeah. from slavery and all of that. So great, great, great! Um, I just love it. Great job, Mary Reed Johnson. Great job. Thank you, and um. Next of all is a singer, and she was born in Philly, Philadelphia born and raised, right? And she had a movie, or I'm sure multiple movies. One of them was recently released. You you have it? You Mm. have it? No, I'm from born in Philly, my home, and I don't know this. And she had a movie yep. that was re-released. So she's an actress. She is a singer. But uh, a singer. there are people who, who like oh, her story or shared her story. <laughs> I think we just literally, literally broadcast her old uh, groupmate, Hairstyle, uh, actually, um, uh, assistant was on our show. So um, mm. I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess that you're talking about, and also I've interviewed um, her daughter. 
So I'm going to guess that this is not Tracy. I'm going to guess that you're talking about the one and only, the one and only dream girl herself, the original dream girl, Diana Ross. No. But, you know, I didn't well, realize well, they did have those similarities. Well, Except, remember, Diana was born in Detroit. <laughs> Diana was oh, in Detroit. Oh, Mary, you got me good. I have to say, you see fans of the show, you might know better than me. So, Mary, who in the world could you be talking about? Um, i got to give you one more clue. It's okay, go right ahead. Um, one, she Maybe had an instance where a hot comb. Yeah, she had a, a, a instance where um, she was using a hot comb and it burned her hair. And so she okay, put a flower. Okay, we're not talking flower. about Adam Walker. <laughs> no. Oh, that's a good one, too. But no, no, no. This in, in my number five slot is Billie Holiday and her gardenia. Oh, Mary, you've got to give, oh, boy, your clues off. Well, she is a singer. Mm-hmm. She is a singer, and boy, did she light the world up with that uh, very, very uh, controversial song of hers. Uh, I think that's what Strange really fruit. has sealed Strange her. Fruit. Yeah, that's what really has sealed her lifelong legacy, um, especially amongst uh, folks in our community and otherwise. But uh, okay, I can yeah. see. But was she so much known for her fashion uh, choices? I don't remember. Reading about that. Absolutely. And I oh, my goodness. Her so silver what? gown, her gardenias, her... Oh, the gardenia. That means, she also was a lipstick lady. Was, yes, I love that because the gardenia meant that that was her own signature style. And um, mm-hmm. I love that. I love that because so, that is a part so, of being... So. You know, having those kind of legacies is something that you've done that becomes your thing, if you will. And uh, it gets Absolutely. no better than that. That's what we know and, and think about when we think of her pictures. So, but her fashion, I'm, I'm, I could see that she would have made the list. And as you pointed out at the top of this uh, segment, is that, you know, most of these women are known for doing so many other things. And they were still fashionistas on top of that. And that is what exactly. I find incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yes. So good job. We are, I didn't I wouldn't have thought you. about her as first being on one of the top ten per se on my list, but I'm glad she's on yours. All right. I have a saucy one for you. This one has a twin. Right? A twin. And a twin. And uh. let's see. She was born in St. Catherine, Jamaica in 1948. So that makes her 73 now, but she's still an icon. She also did a couple of movies and countless covers of magazines. So she is a model with a twin. Any ideas? Okay. Uh, Well, Naomi would be too young for that. Uh, And we already mentioned Beverly Johnson was born in the States. Um, the only other black model, and it's not B. Smith. Um, it Do you has remember the movie time. Boomerang? With Stranger. Oh, hold it. <laughs> not Iman. The one and only Miss no. Iman. 
Well, who's left? No, I get them mixed up all the time. But this other, the other one. Beverly? Nope. Grace Jones. Grace Jones. Oh, but you know yes. what? She was a singer. Uh-huh. See, that also, I think if we heard singer, I would have guessed that. Well, first of all, uh, yeah, let me just say that, and I have a story about her, by the way. Uh, I would have never guessed that's who you're talking about. But let me say this. Um, first, Grace Jones was an, uh, she's still out there and looks amazing, by the way. But she was an incredibly mm-hmm. successful singer uh, with mm-hmm. uh, great hits like, Move, uh, what was it, Pull, Pull Up to the Bumper Baby and so many other songs. Yeah, but, she, had, uh, she had some good stuff in the 70s. Yeah, she had some great songs. Now, I remember when I was working in the airline, okay, this is going back a bit, uh, but I remember uh, literally working in the office at uh, one of the major airlines, and I remember she came to the Lost and Found, which is right where I was working uh, at that time, at that particular airline at the airport, at Newark Airport, by the way. And she flew in uh, with her brother, she told me. Um, She came to the counter. Next thing I know, she walked behind the counter, which we didn't usually have, uh, you know, customers or uh, passengers come in behind the counter, but she did. She came right into our break room uh, and uh, sat down and had her legs stretched mm-hmm. out, and, and her brother was with her, and, um, and she had her luggage and stuff, and she sat for a couple minutes literally at the table and chatted with uh, the employees at the, the airline. And I was right there. My desk was only a few feet from her. And so, um, so all the, the, my coworkers, my colleagues, um, mostly were not black. So uh, they, they understood how important that, that moment was for me. So uh, they're like, why don't you walk Miss Jones to her car? And that's what I did. Aww. I helped to gather her luggage, and I walked her along with her brother. She said it was her brother. Oh. I don't know. Uh, to her limo that was waiting at curbside. And um, and I said to myself, how awesome is that? So I just, just said, you know, just some pleasantries. And uh, that was the end of that. A few feet from the counter it was the curb, and we that was the end of that. But um, she didn't offer a tip. <laughs> so, uh, she took, she thought her brother days, took care of that. No, that was his job, but he didn't do it. <laughs> That possibly. And there were no cameras back in those days, like cell phones or anything like that. So uh, that I can recall. So I didn't, I missed an opportunity to, to capture that forever. But you know what? The memory has always stayed with me. And whenever I see or, or even think of, of Grace Jones, I remember that moment that we had and just. See, isn't that so awesome. isn't that one of the, uh, like, Maya Angelou sayings or something like that where people might forget what you did or they might right, forget, they forget what you said, but they never forget the way that you make them feel? Exactly. And that is what I carry that. I didn't realize it was Maya Angelou. Thank you for that, Mary Reed Johnson. Um, I, I really carry that with me every day that I do this broadcast of the Hair Radio Morning Show. Uh, it is my endeavor 
to have a shared experience. That's memorable. So um, we speak from the heart. I, I don't have a lot of, you know, prepared, uh, you know, things of that nature. Uh, we do our show, uh, but largely it's about, uh, you know, having that feeling each morning that we get up. There should be some. Yes. I think well, your life is your testimony. Yeah, your life Thank is your you. testimony, Carrie. So it is a beautiful thing. And you you know Thank like you. half the planet. So that's also helpful. <laughs> this is true. And, and what's so funny, Mary, is that uh, on the Hair Radio Morning Show, we love it. Um, and we get that opportunity from, you know, six to nine. We love it. We love being able to share, 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 waking up together every day and mixing it up. And uh, so this is great. I love the countdown. So, folks, I better just remind everybody, Mary, because I'm sure we've had some folks to just join in or so and may not realize, but you're listening to the all-new Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines, and this is a very, very special, special broadcast. We brought in the one and only Mary V. Johnson from Hairhead Heart to kind of help us to navigate this incredible list of fashionistas. It's a top ten list. Uh, folks, and let me tell you something. Mary's got some surprises. So, uh, you guys, I can't believe some of the amazing names. So, we're gonna give a re a recount, not a recount. We're gonna give a we're gonna go over a few of them a rehashing in just a couple minutes. But Mary, let me ask you again. So, who is next on the list? Well, this one is gonna be. You were saying this name earlier. So I had to make sure that uh, we talked about her in, in depth. But if you know the name of uh, designers like Versace or Calvin Klein or Donna Karen or Yves Saint Laurent, she was noted for working with them. And she was married at one point to a very fashionable singer in his own right. She's from Mogadishu, Somalia. Still need a clue? Uh, well, I'm going to give you. No, I think I got fashion it. model. Fashion I got, model. I got it. There's only one, Ooh. and I do mean only one. The incredible, beautiful, uh, accomplished, sophisticated, and again, one word name, <laughs> Iman. That's who exactly. Yeah, like, and I get me. her mixed up. Yes, ding 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 ding. I get her mixed up sometimes with a couple of other people who are on their on our list, but it's just the class, extra class kind of thing, I think. But yes, Iman, a Somali fashion model, definitely made the list. Yeah, we've only got and two more carries though. Well, well, this is what I say about Iman. Uh, and she absolutely deserves to be high on your list. So I love where, you know, her position is uh, because she's incredible. Not only, of course, breaking down barriers, similar to some of the others, um, but also the class and sophistication. And, of course, she was mm-hmm. married uh, until his death, the incredible David Bowie. Mm-hmm. you got to be cool yes. to be married to David Bowie. So uh, we love, we absolutely love Iman. She made it possible for folks like uh, Naomi and Tyra and all of these uh, people to come up after her. 
So we mm-hmm. uh, we just support and just and she's still like I said going strong. She has her own makeup line out there, and she's been just doing it up. And she's just a sophisticated lady. And we just love you. Mm-hmm. We love you. We love you. Iman, call me. <laughs> All right, baby. <laughs> I'm loving her. Yes. Awesome. I'm going to give you number two, and then we'll we'll maybe take a break or something before oh, number one. I'll just oh, make you oh, just well, who lament. Who number two? Wouldn't you like to know? Think 70s oh, glam. Okay. Think everybody who uh, in the in a, a lot of people. Imitator, I won't say everybody on the planet, but eh, some of our biggest names today are just like uh, carbon copies or try to be of different slices of her life. And uh, see, she was born in Detroit, Michigan. She was born in 1944, just a little skinny girl who wanted to sing, met some folks, she had some dreams. Hmm. Any ideas yet? I'm gonna guess that she met uh, one of the folks that we just recently focused on right here, named Mary Wilson, another famous Mary. We're talking mm-hmm. about Mary Wilson from the Supremes, who was great friends mm-hmm. with the incredible, uh, still very much alive and just a wonderful fashionista. We're talking about. The one and only Miss Diana Ross. Ding 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 ding. Awesome! Yes. I knew she would be uh, you on that. your list, and I I should have because I earlier guessed Diana Ross incorrectly because and that was way too high on your list for Diana's position. Diana is um, a trailblazer, and uh, for me, as I mentioned earlier, for you guys who are eagle-eared, uh, Diana, I never met Diana Ross. But um, her daughter, uh, her daughter Rhonda, actually is Barry Gordy and Diana Ross's daughter. Um, I did have an, an opportunity to interview. And so, um, mm. and this was a while ago because I remember at the time it was kind of still unspoken. It was like a secret that Barry Gordy was Rhonda's dad. That was not talked about at that time when I interviewed Rhonda who was engaged. And the whole reason that I interviewed Rhonda is that her uh, fiancé at that time was, um, I think it was Rodney Kendrick or Kendrick, something like that, I remember. And I don't know if they got married, don't know if they stayed married, don't know. I'm going to have to Google it after this show. Uh, but <laughs> I remember that she was so sweet and incredibly nice and was kind to do my show at that time, and I think the show uh, was center stage. I don't think it was actually the hair radio show, but it was a program I produced that connected, almost like hair radio, connected uh, established artists with newcomers. And, and she was kind enough to give us an interview for that to promote her husband, uh, fiance. So that's my connection. I don't think I have any other connections other than uh, the recent interview that we had with Nicholas, who was. Diana's groupmate or bandmate, uh, Mary Wilson from the Supreme. Wow. Uh, so he was Mary's assistant, and we had a chance to ask Nicholas, uh, did Mary ever mention Diana Ross's name to him? You'll have to listen to our interview with Nicholas to find out what, her, what his answer is to that question. 
All right. So uh, okay. did I do well with that, Mary? Did you I make have a, done a amazing. Oh, oh you, you came back. You brought it. You, you have been doing an amazing job, I got to say. Well, listen, and, and if, I also, if, you know. Well, you're very kind, Mary. So that's number one. So listen, folks, um, just to kind of just to kind of cover this a little bit, I have to say, first of all, it is my honor. Uh, it really is. I'm Carrie Hines. And to have uh, just somebody who we can always call on to help us with these amazing, great stories and countdowns, uh, it adds so much to the flavor of the Hair Radio Morning Show. And we just love having Mary Reed Johnson around. And uh, we're grateful that you drop by and, and do some of these things with us, Mary. But uh, we borrow you. <laughs> we borrow Mary. Mary runs Hairhead Heart. And I just love it. Uh, Mary, fill everybody in on Hairhead Heart before we get to number one. Okay. Well, Hairhead Heart, I think, repre- well, I know, represents uh, everything that I find valuable. And I think everything is connected to the hair, the head, or the heart. So I consult, I offer services, and I teach things related to those topics. And so wow. I thank you for being here. It's always fun. Wow. Well, that's hair, head, heart. Mary Ree Johnson, thank you so much for that. Now, as Casey would say, <laughs> on to number one. But before I say that, Mary, I do have to ask you, is there anybody that you would consider to add to the countdown as an honorable mention? I've got one I'd like to add. Add who, who? Okay, as an honorable mention, I love everybody on your list. Uh, but as an honorable honorable mention, if I could speak, I've got to tip my hat to the one and only Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. Oh, yes. Just you know, she had her own flair and uh, She her definitely own style. did. She definitely but, did. And, really, and I'm going to I'm going to let I'm going to let her be an honorable mention. <laughs> And and what about Tina? She deserves a little bit of an honorable mention too. Oh, I would I definitely would say Tina. But you know that we are such an amazing group of humans that again, we could have thousands of people on this list and rightfully so. And most mm. of them could be number one. But Ooh, we, we just had it. to choose. Just had to well, choose. Well you did a great but, job. Yes. You Tina did. Turner did some things. Yes. And I don't know I how many movies I've seen where they... At, well, listen, I don't know who you have at number one, but I take it it's not Aretha or Tina. So listen, <laughs> well, it's Mary not either one of those, Johnson. with all due respect. Okay. Well, who does Mary V. Johnson have at the very, very top of the uh, countdown for fashionistas on today's edition of the Hair Radio Morning Show? Mary V. Well, Johnson, I mentioned this. away. Yes, I mentioned this woman almost as much as I mentioned Minneapolis, but she looks like my mom, and so that's part of it. <laughs> but she really okay, was well, an amazing American actress, and her career went over like seven, almost eight decades, 
right before she passed, she wrote a book, and she had a juicy nugget in there about her daughter. And for years, you know, who knew that she had a daughter? Uh, that's another discussion. But uh, drum roll, please. Okay. I'm still trying to Cicely think. Cicely Tyson. What are you talking about? I have to give it. I can't even. I can't even let you guess. Cicely Tyson is bad. She's oh. amazing. <laughs> oh. So one and she only. was born in New York uh, too. Miss Jane Pittman is what comes to my mind. Yes. Uh, among yeah, well, so many other roles. Well, yeah, she was that. She wow. had so well, many different roles over the years, but she, she always did. played yeah. strong black women, and um, just. Yeah, she was everything. Well, listen, she worked, and 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 I have to say, we named Cicely Tyson. First of all, we named our virtual green room at the Hair Radio Morning Show after Cicely Tyson. We call it the Cicely Tyson Hair Radio Show Green Room. That's number one. But Cicely did oh, wow. so much. She worked all the way, just tirelessly, up until right mm-hmm. before she died. I think she even worked uh, like right up to the end. Uh, I saw her in an interview two days before she passed away. Exactly. She was. And she was 96. I caught her on the talk TV show myself right before she died. Kind of like a Mm -hmm. Betty Whitish. They were cut from that special cloth that that you just, you know, was that that strong stock. And I remember one time I saw uh, Cicely was at an awards show. And they were so, you know, all these younger actresses and actors and everybody was saying how they adored Cicely. And she was there and just, you know, um, she was taking it all in. When she got a chance to get to the mic, she said, listen, because they said to her, uh, Cicely, you know, we stand on your shoulders. And Miss Tyson mm-hmm. said, get down. <laughs> There's work to be done. <laughs> I will oh, never I love forget it. that. I mean, I and I don't dare wow. even give her the way she said it. She's like, "Well, get off," <laughs> you know, and get wow. Get to work. <laughs> you know, that's, that's my God. Is exactly. You know, she gave that, it to them, and you had to give her credit for that. Right. I mean, she didn't have to do a big chop or anything. She already had the hair, different things going when no, she, she felt like when she felt like. She stayed strong. She didn't. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. She didn't have to do the big chop. No, I could just go on forever. So please stop me. (laughs) Well, no, this is all I was actually, I appreciate you saying that because I was going to comment about her natural hair. You got to understand that uh, she led the charge as far as I'm concerned, especially with cornrows being out there and being in public. Uh, and being in, you know, featured on different magazine covers and her black uh, culture, she just wore it just proudly. And we love yep. her for that. We absolutely, yep. we treasure Cicely Tyson. And I don't think I'll it, ever forget oh, anybody. Yeah. I think uh, that she was oh. remarkable and in her own, uh, you know, deserved credit. She, did. Um, she brought just, life to, you know, her life to us. She did it all. I mean, she, you know, natural wigs, whatever she felt like, that's what she wore. I, I have never seen any person wear a, a blanket or a, you know, like 
upholstery <laughs> like she did. I mean, she made it work. And just classy and funny and kind. I just love her. Well, Mary, the only other person I would have to say that we have to give an honorable mention to along the line of all of these incredible women, of course, the late Diane Carroll. And um, she Mm. as well deserves an honorable mention for her contribution to black culture and fashion. And style. Yes. So I, uh, I got to give it. Yes, indeed. Outstanding. Well, folks, listen, Mary, I want to say big, big, big thank you to all of the research and that incredible, yes, that incredible, um, I, I don't know what to call it, but just I love everybody from 10 to number one. Can you just give everybody uh, a quick listing or countdown so folks who came a little bit late, uh, just from 10 to number one, and then uh, sure. and we're going to send you guys off. Okay. Please. All right. On our list today, number 10 was Rihanna, and we won't go into why and what, but 10 was Rihanna, number 9, Michelle Obama, number 8, Josephine Baker, number 7, Beverly Johnson, number 10, Coretta Scott King. Number five, Billy Billy Holiday. Number four, Grace Jones. Three, Iman. Two, Diana Ross. Number number one one. on our list was Cicely Tyson, but there are many, many more that definitely deserve honorable mentions. I agree. Well, we are just so grateful, and we can't wait to get back to uh, the next time with Ms. Mary Reed Johnson on your next contribution to the Hair Radio Show. So I want to thank you again for outstanding work. Great job. As always, you knock it out of the box. Hi, everybody. This is Queen Treat, and I'm shouting out the Hair Radio Show with Terry Crystal Jones Vaughn of the Sway's Hair and Body, and I love the Hair Radio Show. Hello, everybody. I'm Valerie from Validate Your Beauty. I am giving a shout out to the Hair Radio Morning Show, Carrie Hines. I have a product called Organic Love Collection Shea Butter. It's a sensual shea butter, and um, once you apply it, um, it reinvigorates the skin. It takes care of blemishes, um, a hyper t- hyperpigmentation. It has all kinds of um, beautiful oils in it. And what it does for the hair, the nails, and the skin is to renew it and to make you feel beautiful and moreover to restore you to self-love and self-care. We're a Christian organization, and we're in the community um trying to educate people on eczema, psoriasis, breaking hair, alopecia, things of that nature. And this product is a cure-all for the whole family. If you grab the jar or the bottle, it comes in a liquid and solid. Uh, It deals with eczema um, within three days. Uh, The longest it'll take is seven days to restore your skin. And most of all, it's, it's great for the scalp and very um, uplifting to the hair. It keeps the hair moist and um, free of breakage. 
and moreover manageable. So as you um, work with it, if you have natural hair, it won't break. And if you have permed or color processed hair, it'll continue to allow for it to have the elasticity it needs so that you, your mane grows beautiful and healthy. Currently, we are on social media where business is just starting out. So I started on Instagram, once again, Instagram. And the name of the company is Organic Love Collection. And we, we can also be found through Instagram on Big Cartel. So the product could be purchased um, at organiclovecollection.bigcartel.com. Repeat that one more time. Organiclovecollection.bigcartel.com. <laughs> You're listening to the Hair Radio Morning Show with Carrie Hines and Nicole Marie with Michael Hopkins and Blue. Stay with us. We'll be right back. We're back live. It is Friday morning. It's mid-show, July 29th of 2022. It's our show number 734, 734, as we march towards show number 1000, and we will keep you informed of that development. Uh, yeah, it's about 717 in the morning. Um, as, as I said, we are live. It is Fan Day Friday. I'm really, really excited. Got some surprises in store for you today. Plus, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about yesterday. we got so much to get into, so much to unpack, as they say in broadcasting terms. Let me bring to the line my co-host, my co-star. You guys know her. You've been listening uh, to her early this morning as well in the first hour. It is Nicole Marie from Water Valley, Mississippi, GM Nicole Marie. Good morning. Good morning, Carrie. Good morning. Yes. Happy Friday. Yes, happy mid-show. And happy Fan yes. Day Friday to all of our fans. Yeah, exactly. Welcome exactly. to mid-show. Yeah, it's really it's really cool. I'm real happy about that. Hey, I have to tell yes. you there's some things that I, I have to talk about. First of all, yesterday okay. was quite an anomaly, okay? It was an anomaly. It yes. doesn't usually happen here on the show. We had a two-parter <laughs> yesterday, Nicole uh, Marie. It started out at 6, ended at 7.30, and it, the show, of course, right. is supposed to go to 9 o'clock New York time, 8 o'clock if you're in Central. And uh, it started at 6, went to 7.30, and then everybody had to log out and get back on, uh, dial back right. in uh, for the 7.30 to 9 o'clock show. But it was fantastic. And I it listened was. back to both segments. And it was wonderful. It actually inspired me to uh, create some specials that will do some two-parters in the future. So, Great. hey, everything, you turn it around and make it work. Mix it up and make, make it, it work. Happen. Mix it up. Yeah, make it yeah, happen. Yeah, make it happen. The show must Thank go you, on. Thank you, Mariah Carey. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> i got to get that song on. I love Make It Happen. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Speaking of songs and music, on, now, I don't know how much of you did here yesterday and the day before. We've been kind of celebrating Queen Bee. Uh, that's oh, Beyonce. Yeah. And, yeah, all that she's been accomplishing. Of course, we had on her dad uh, was on our show. 
on, I think we uh, yes, re-aired his uh, interview with me on Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, yes. Or was it yesterday? Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> we played in Wednesday, I think. Um, real great stuff. Matthew, of course, we're talking about Matthew Knowles. Um, who just went on to talk about Beyonce and her mom uh, and everybody and the hair salon that she grew up in in Houston. Uh, real good stuff. Um, I want to also mention, uh, so get Beyonce's new album. It it dropped, the album Renaissance dropped uh, overnight, as they say. You know, when I was a kid, it used to just come out. The album would come out. Right. Now it dropped. Okay, it dropped. so... <laughs> Definitely pick it up. Um, I like now. the, we've been playing the new songs, um, the new song on there. But, as, you know, I got to get on one of my favorite classic songs from Beyonce. Uh, we opened up today's okay. show with it called Sweet Dreams. I'll get that back on for us yeah. in just a bit. It's one of my, it's one of my favorites uh, by her. So, um, I have so, so many favorites. Beyonce I can't fan? really just pick one. I I love all of her music. It's kind of hard to pick like favorite songs. I just love her music. Well, you know, I, I love a lot of her music. I'll say that. Uh, It's very dancey. And I kind of like that. I like, I tend to gravitate more so to up-tempo songs. Um, Okay. So yeah, I like her, her up-tempo type stuff. And, you know, I, I don't think it's all that creatively deep, um, you know, but it's it's interesting. And, and uh, you right. can, you know, hum along. So I think it's – and uh, we're going to get on some more Beyonce uh, very soon uh, in just a bit. All right. Um, so what else all is right. going on? Oh, I made, I made some big announcements today. I did um, on Facebook oh. in case uh, – I don't know if you saw it on my page, uh, the Carrie Hines page. Uh, hopefully you I, follow I, I me saw on one. Facebook. Yes. Yes. yes I, saw, uh, I saw one, yes. a big one coming up in August. Yes, it's my birthday. I birthday guess it's no dad. secret. It's right around the corner. Uh, Friday, yes. August 12th is my actual birthday. Um, and... So I haven't done the math, but it's my 40th uh, for you guys out there. <laughs> we'll, we're going to stick with that. Uh, so, yeah, I want you guys to help me celebrate. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I, I guess it's about yeah. two. Well, you know, I think it's about two weeks away. I start, I got to look at the calendar yeah. exactly. But so two Fridays it's coming quickly, today. Carrie. Yeah. That's okay. It can come and go right on by. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, so that's on that Friday morning. We're going to celebrate. We're going to slow it down just great. for that day. And uh, we're going to have some great friends on. We'll cut the electronic cake as well. Uh, right. We're going to be uh, doing, yeah, it's my surprise party. So, um, great. yeah, I kind of know about it a little bit, it. but uh, that's okay. Um, so we're going to have a lot Let's of fun. Celebration. So I want you guys. Yeah, I think so, and I want you guys to join me. So uh, simply, Definitely. you know, call you know in. No, we're not going to miss that. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't want you to. I think it's going to be nice, and uh, you know, each year we try to do something a little different on the show. Uh, so right. I think this will be real, real good. Yeah. So I should call. It, I guess I should call it my annual celebration. I just don't like to use that in tandem with birthdays, but it's a birthday. Right. Match. right. Yeah, uh, I like the birthday band. 
Carrie's yeah. birthday. Yeah. And guess what I want for my birthday this year? What's that? World peace. <laughs> wow, okay. Remember yeah. they used to say that on all the uh, beauty pageants? Yes. Yes. Yeah, back in the day. World peace. World yeah. peace. It's Definitely need that about now. Yeah. Exactly. Definitely does. Hey, um Definitely does. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if you heard a little earlier today, uh, for the listeners, you guys were out there listening, we had on a countdown show. And I love the countdown oh, yes. with Mary V. Johnson. You Mary guys know Johnson. Mary Yeah, I shout out to Mary countdown. this morning. Yeah, well, she's actually working on another one next week uh, that okay. is, you know, Mary does this thing with us now called 10 Things You Should Know. And she literally, you know, she did one on Dr. King, which we loved. Uh, So many things we did not know. We learned about Dr. King through Mary and her 10 things you should know about Dr. King. Well, she also did one on uh, the recently departed uh, Dr. Willie Morrow uh, from Mountain California. And uh, he's like the father of the black hair care industry, I call him. Dad to our great friend and hair radio morning show contributor. Cheryl Morrow. And so uh, Mary did 10 Things You Should Know About Dr. Willie Morrow. And so now she's giving the 10 Things You Should Know. She has a new announcement, so we're going to talk all about it next week on the show. So I cannot wait. Okay. To, uh, I'm excited to, to hear yeah. what, she, what she has coming up next. Exactly. Me too. Now, speaking of which, uh, now for us, the Hair Radio Morning Show panel, and I'm going to see if we can get Shanta Liz and a couple others as well to uh, kind of join on in with us. Um, I want to All count right. down. Well, this I've been trying to do this for years. I've never done it on the Hair Radio Morning Show and uh, ever. So I think this is the very first. So it's a multi-segment piece that will likely air on Fridays. And uh, okay. what will happen is that we are going to count down, the Hair Radio Morning Show panel will count down the top five zero, 50, count them, 50, 50 female vocalists. Uh, we're talking about soul vocalists of all time. So if you can't sing and you're out there making millions, you need to have several seats, as they say right about now. <laughs> Uh, this is for folks who can actually sing. <laughs> We're paying tribute to yeah. these incredible women for, and largely from our community. So I'm real happy about it. Top 50. Uh, That's going to be amazing. Yeah. yeah. So you don't want to miss that. We're counting down uh, I look each Friday morning. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's it's going to be uh, – we're going to be playing some of their music. We're going to be telling stories. And a couple of them appear on our list that I've chatted with. <laughs> All right. Who've been on our show. All right. So, uh, so I'm looking that's forward to those stories. Yeah. Great. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah. Exciting. Yes, yeah. And then separately, it's we're going to do some uh, great host stuff where we're going to have our hosts to talk about some of their favorite songs and we'll talk about ours and all kinds of stuff. So lots of great music uh, things will be happening. And, you know, while we're 
kind of, you know, speaking about fans this morning and all of that and top tens and everybody's favorites, um, I have to say, I really, we started today's broadcast uh, with uh, some morning talk acknowledging our great fans. And I have to make sure that we do that every day because we would not be here without the amazing fans of the Hair Radio Morning Show from around the world, literally around the world. And we thank you so so much. For their love and support. We thank you. We thank you. And, uh, you know, yesterday I think we had Samantha Slaughter. Samantha um, who has just been uh, doing incredible things with the uh, Black Beauty Culture Association. And um, I just thought that it would be great to have her on again, Samantha Dixon Slaughter, who uh, is yeah. running that organization, we're shouting her out. She's up in Nova Scotia, Canada, and helping us to get the hair radio, uh, you know, Canada off the ground. So we're going to get that on again um, uh, this morning between um, 8 and 9, so somewhere in there. Uh, you want to stay tuned. So we're going to get that on so we can have a great uh, re-airing uh, this morning for that. So real happy about that. Um, yeah, so that should be really nice. It was on yesterday, but we had such a disruption with the two-part episode <laughs> that we didn't expect. Right. So I wanted to uh, definitely uh, replay this so that fans can really listen. The feedback we got on it yeah. early was through the roof. Great information was shared, yes. Yeah. That would yeah. be great. So, yeah, I agree. So I got some other announcements. We'll get to a little bit later, perhaps after uh, after uh, Samantha is on from the uh, Black Beauty Culture Association uh, this morning, we'll get uh, we'll come back in with a whole new live chat for Friday. Plus, I've got some uh, some updates on what's happening for next week, so you don't want to miss that. And uh, we've got more music and all kinds of stuff. Now, Nicole Marie, I know that you have something that you want to kind of make oh, known yeah. this morning on the broadcast. So I'm going to yeah. just turn the reins over to you. You've got the mic. Nicole Marie, take it away. Yes. I was reading a story that was online, and it was about a young lady who was wanting to have a baby shower. She was pregnant and expecting okay. a baby, and none of her friends or, you know, family or anybody had stepped up to, you know, volunteer for the baby shower, so she started planning her own. So she, you know, sent out a message to all of her friends the date that she was wanting to have the baby shower so they could RSVP. She, you know, scheduled everything, the location, she got the cake, and, you know, just scheduled everything that you do with a baby shower. Okay, and it came so everybody that she sent her. Her friends were not going to give her a baby shower. Well, no one started no, planning nobody. it, so she started planning her own. Exactly. She planned her own baby okay. shower. She I, I see everything. Story. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So she had everything booked for her shower. She had set the date. Everybody that she sent her invitations out to said that they could attend. That date was fine. Well, her best friend, when the time came, her best friend told her that her family, it was around the holiday time, and her friend told her that she was not going to be able to attend because her family had already made reservations for a holiday trip. Well, of course, she was very upset because, 
you know, with her baby shower. She wants all of her friends, especially her best friends, to attend the baby shower. So the question is, should she be upset? If someone said they could be at her shower, especially her best friend, and then now her friend is going on a family vacation or family holiday Mm -hmm. and not going to be able to attend, should she be upset? Well, let's let's work in everybody this morning. Let's get it's Fan Day Friday. Let's let's get some folks on to kind of weigh in on this topic this morning. First, I'm going to bring to the line, uh, you know, someone that has recently joined us. She is the candle queen, I call her, and uh, we're going to (laughs) work in some candle talk this morning. (laughs) Candle queen, it's blue, blue. Do we call you the candle? Do you like that, the candle queen? <laughs> good morning, hey, Blue, I, from out of Jacksonville, Florida. Good yes. morning. Good morning. Thank you for having morning. me, guys. Yes, happy course. Friday, How do you Blue. like that, candle queen? Yes, I think it's kind of catchy. <laughs> <laughs> I can get used to that. Of, of course, I am a queen. Anyway, so throwing candle right on top of that sits just perfect for me. I love it. I do. Because you know what? There's there's not a morning that goes by that we are doing morning chat here on the and host chat at uh, you know between seven to seven thirty or something like that. And um your the candles just go perfectly with our conversation and I really mean that every day. So it's just very natural talk. Now you've been listening. Did you hear what uh Nicole Marie was just talking about? Would you be offended? If your best friend decided to take a family trip and not participate with your self-planned baby shower because, uh, you know, uh, would you be offended if the best friend opted out and did not come to your uh, baby shower because she was on, on a trip with her family? How would how would you feel? Has anything ever happened like that to you, Blue? No, um, I would not be offended. I'd be disappointed because she mm. didn't take the time out to do it herself. She asked everybody to yeah. RSVP to make sure the date was good for everybody. That way, if she if the date didn't fit for everybody, she could make some arrangements so that it would fit for everybody to be there. She said she would be there. So I would be pretty disappointed yeah. that after all this work I've done on my own with no help from you, that you still decided to disappoint me in that manner and just decide to do what you want to do when it's supposed to be about her, you know. So, yeah, I don't think that was. Wow. Yeah. I, I have and to I share totally agree. That's how guys. I feel. Yeah. I would rethink that well, title you, of her being my best friend because she should have been the one planning it if you ask me. That's just my opinion. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? She couldn't have well, had to do all this by herself. And she's pregnant. You know what I'm saying? It's supposed wow. to be a surprise. Right. She did everything. One of things should be right. happening. She, yeah. she should be sitting back well, you know what? enjoying Let's, her pregnancy. I love what you guys said. Let's see what Shanta Liv, who has dropped by. Shanta Love. Good morning. You're good morning. on with Nicole Marie good with morning. Blue and Kira. Good morning. Yes, good, good morning. morning. This, this is a topic so, that hits home. Okay, yes. I don't know if you heard everything, but I it's heard been everything. We've been... I'm listening. <laughs> well, <laughs> I feel he's listening. He's listening. Well, how do you weigh in, Okay. Well, 
I I waited until late in life to have um, my little girl, to have my first pregnancy. And um, I was in my 30s, and my best friend was on the scene, and um, I had a difficult pregnancy. And uh, around 20 weeks, that's halfway in, 20 weeks is around five five months pregnant. Most people don't know it takes 10 months to have a baby. So at 20 weeks, my best friend and um, one of my close um, relatives, uh, they became distant during the pregnancy, and they didn't show up until the week of the baby shower. So I planned my own baby shower. And, of course, coworkers coworkers and other girlfriends was like, wow, you're planning your own baby shower? When you're having a baby or getting married or... Any special event is really, really big. I find that people show their true colors. And uh, when, a baby forward, yeah, when a baby is coming forward, um, you don't know this before you become a new mom. A lot of blessings come forward. So people that have already had children and, and the children went right, wrong, left or right, up or down or in between, you know how children can be. Sometimes when you're having a, a new baby, your girlfriends become very, very, very jealous. And the women around you. Really? So I, I never knew yeah, that. Wow. You know, we guys don't know disgusting. these things. Yes, it is disgusting. Wow. And usually the person you pick for the, to be the godmother is only the godmother for a little while and then Eventually, she fades out. You never see her again. <laughs> but wow. Very true. Very yes, true. Unfortunately, after 30, when I was having my baby, I had a lot of um, nuances that goes with being a, a, a mother of a certain age. Um, you know, things that were going wrong in pregnancy, I needed a lot of support. And also, because I was after 30, I wanted a big bang because this was my first baby. And also the baby shower is a is an opportunity to, for you to get ready to push. Well, honey, nobody showed up into the week of, and um, nobody contributed any money. Um, some of my hateful mm. cousins showed up at the last wow. minute, and they did a, a few baby um, favors. But really, I went to this big-time restaurant. I shut the restaurant down um, to accommodate my dad. Dad was on dialysis at the time. And, no, um, you know, when my, wow. when my uncle showed up, they were ready to to, to pay the bill because I had open bar. After 30, you need to have open bar <laughs> for your guests. And, you got um, that it right. Turned be, <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. turned out to be beautiful. But um, wow. everybody that could share behind that day showed their behind. The people that I was counting, including my oh, mother. Wow. My mother showed up with a bad attitude, honey. And um, she was in, wow. yes, oh, people wow. try to get attention at the baby shower, too. So both my grandmothers were there, and um, my mother felt as if she, she should have special seating. So I actually oh. gave her my, my baby shower chair, which was supposed to be, you know, like a uh, that big wicker chair, but instead it was a right, fancy restaurant. I had a, Yes, I had a booth set aside, and I, I told the manager, you know, let my mother sit in my seat because, you know, she has back problems. And my mother was so, um, she brought in a lot of bad vibes, and um, she oh. sat with her back to the party. She never sat in, oh, in, wow. in the special chair. So that meant that my sister wow. took over the chair and one of my little scraggly cousins. And I kept on asking them, let mommy sit down, let mommy sit down. And they wouldn't adhere to what I was asking, so I had to just let that go. And I was up on my feet the whole baby shower and displaced and going oh, around greeting everybody. But um, wow. I found that when you wow, when you're having a baby, that, 
Yeah, it's a lot of jealousy that's spewed, and you have to be ready for it. But that's a time when you really need people to cover you and hold your hand and treat you gently. Exactly, exactly. And I just found it's, it's just the opposite. The same thing when planning a wedding. Um, girlfriends can cut up. <laughs> so once in a while. Okay, now hold on. Let, let me ask you guys. Let me ask you about this first. And I agree on that. Um, you know, I'm learning as a guy. But uh, how about, uh, you know, are men, are we still not invited to these baby showers or are we invited these days? Blue, what do you think? In, are we? All my uncles. Yes. All my uncles showed Chandra. up. My uncles are young. Yes. All my uncles showed up. Were they uh, male coworkers. Doc, yes. Doctors I work with. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Hello. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so uh, okay. my father was there. It was a big time for my father. My father now. He showed up. <laughs> he showed up. And he was, and he sick. was so I remember happy. you were saying, and he was, yeah. Yes, he was wow. overjoyed. He was overjoyed. And right. the anticipation among the men of, wow, you're having your first baby. This is so exciting. Exactly. And, um, That's that what was, I was saying. Yes, the men that showed up uh, showed up like graciously and ready to give and ready to awesome. pay for the open awesome. But when you're having a baby shower, Everything should be paid yeah, yeah, in I want to jump yeah. in and I want to ask Blue. Blue, now, do you agree with men coming to these showers, or do you think no? Okay, I'm 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 happy to say I'm 50 years old, and when I had my baby shower, my kids are thir- in their 30s now. My son's father, you know, my kid's father was there, but that was the only man in the building. Like it was all women. Oh, really? And I think. Yeah, and I think they ate that up, you know, because, you know, he's the only guy there. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, no one I else like, oh, I would have liked that. Yeah, that was, yeah, it was fun, though. Yeah, it was fun. But nowadays, I think they're letting, you know, boyfriends and oh, everybody just, you know, right. attend if you want. Nowadays, it's a lot I more common. Yeah. It's just important. Yeah. I have been there. Yeah. Wow. Nowadays, have more his men father, have part his friends, his family. Yeah, they yeah. want to be a part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But back then, well, when I, I was in mine, it was a time I kissed Dad, and it was great, though. You know, it was a good time. I'm loving this right. this talk today. Well, I'll tell you yeah, something. Yeah, it's very me tell interesting. You and then I know, I know Michael's going to join us. Michael Hopkins, you guys know the host of VTR, Vet Talk Radio. But first, let me tell you a very similar story. Now, I cannot totally relate. Of course, I'm a guy. Don't know anything about kids or babies, none of that stuff, except for what you, you know, what you guys share with us. Every day, yeah, I live vicariously through uh, all of you guys. Um, but let me tell you, um, I had a situation similar to this that I can totally, I can relate on a different level. Uh, the first Hair Nation Expo we did in 2017 in Queens, New York. And um, I have friends, and some of you know, I'm not going to say too much because uh, one, you guys know right here on the show who has been on with us. Um, now, she's someone I've known for many, many decades, many, a long, long, long time. I'm not going to say exactly who it is. And I can't give names. Um, so um, we go back a long way. Now, she is an actual hairstylist, you know, licensed cause. Uh, and I have been, I've, I've been on loan to the industry. So, uh, you know, for a while until they pulled me on in and took me full time and so forth. And and I've been a part of hair radio and the hair and beauty industry for over a couple decades. So anyway, I expected my very best hair buddy 
to be the first person to be supporting my big live show in 2017. And um, I would have meetings, telephone meetings. The person would show up late, call in late every, every meeting, late, late, late. The two individuals that I thought would, that I was closest to in the hair industry, I thought would be the two that would be, you know, uh, you know, stomping their feet for me. Uh, but they were not at all stomping their feet. Uh, they were probably, you know, clenching their fists in the air or something where I couldn't see. I have no idea. So they were, um, I literally had to fire them both right before the big live event in Queens. Oh, wow. And I never forgot, put my hand up to guys, the true story. And I thought, so who was that? Shanta Love, I think, had said about, uh, you know, uh, you know, being, uh, you know, some, you know, you know, people who are being jealous and stuff like that. Um, I kind of think that that's exactly what it was. And I felt badly. I, uh, Blue said it was disappointed. And yes, that's exactly the word. I was so heartbroken because this is somebody I thought, I'm like, I'm really doing this for your industry at that time. I'm like, it's your industry. You know, I'm on loan, so, so to speak. Um, uh, and I just thought that you would be so happy for me. But they, they literally uh, showed, you know, was not, they were showing their butt, you know, it was very unkind. Now, they later apologized and all of that, so that's why you have heard them on the Hair Radio Show in recent times. But um, I never forgot it, and um, and it just reminds me of that. So I, you expect your best friends to uh, support you, and I don't know who said it. I think it was Blue who said it. Um, but, you know, to me, it's time to change your new friends, you know, change the people you so, you know, do you think these are your friends? That tells you they are not. <laughs> you know, they're, like, they're not your friends. And I right. thought they, and until that time, I didn't know. I didn't know that they weren't really clapping for me. I had no idea until they just couldn't take it. It's, it's exactly what right. <laughs> they couldn't take it. They and family members too. Yeah, everybody around wow. you. That's wow. Wow. You know, they show their true colors. That's true, though. That's true. You have to pay attention. It's Got hurtful, to. though, on a deep level. I mean, I the, yeah. the lady with the shower, I feel for her. I really do in my heart because, yeah. you know, it was so hurtful. It was very hurtful. I'm yeah. still not over that's your it. best friend? As you guys can tell. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not over it because uh, I, I accepted the apology, but it told me her true colors. And yeah, uh, yeah. and those colors I still see today, one of them being green with envy. So yeah. um, I learned. You know, I forgave. I didn't forget. So uh, oh, you never forget. Uh, I, thank you. That's a great one. Um, Hopkins, Michael Hopkins was first to the line now this morning, um, you know, mid-show. Uh, Hopkins, who is the host of Vet Talk, I know Michael has a unique perspective on this. Michael, you're on with us this morning. Uh, so I, I'm curious to know, I know we're guys. First of all, have you ever attended a baby shower, being in the military and all that wonderful good stuff? Oh, sure. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Yes. Oh, Good morning. Yes. oh, yes. 100%. <laughs> I have three daughters. Wow. 
So, uh, oh. of course, couldn't help All it. Right. But but three okay. daughters, granddaughters. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, now, Michael, it, it, would it, you have been disappointed if your best friend didn't show up? I mean, I would have been upset if they didn't plan it for me too. You know, but what? What? How? What? What would, what would you say? Oh sure, I, I'd I'd be like a hundred percent disappointed in that human being for not <laughs> showing up. <laughs> I mean, a hundred percent. There is no kumbaya, and yeah. I forgive you, my <laughs> sister, and all that. No, mm-mm. I uh-uh. agree. I totally agree. It, it made me never, I never looked at this person the same again. I never have, no. and I never will. I'm, I just, I, you know, uh, you know, that's, no it's, that you, if you're the best friend, isn't that what a best friend, I mean, isn't that the description of a best friend? <laughs> Exactly. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Mm, that, and like you said, She's it was hard. Not a, best she had to, not a best friend, and she had to plan her own. Uh, you know, uh, baby yeah. shower to begin she did with. Everything. I mean, how disappointing and sad is that? Sad all by itself. I just I don't like it. So no. Okay. All right. Well. Michael, thank you for that. Well, listen, we've got a lot more to talk about. Michael, I want to find out what's coming up next week. We've got some other things to talk about uh, this morning as well. So, good one, Nicole Marie. You found that online? Thank you. I did. Yeah. yeah online story. Yeah. All right. Well, keep bringing us those yes. incredible. Yes. I certainly the will. Heart, I I'm always it. looking for good stories. Exactly, and you can send them to Nicole Marie too, right on our uh, through our Hair Radio online community. You guys are all should be members if you're not already. Please, please, please don't just sign up for membership. Also, read the articles. There's a, a plethora of amazing stories there. Now, if you're just joining us, you might have missed my announcement. Coming up on two Fridays from today, on Friday, August 12th, um, I'm celebrating. I'm finally turning 40. Um, for about the the fifth, sixth, tenth, twelfth, fifteenth time, somewhere in here, I don't know. But uh, but I'm still only celebrating the fortieth. So join me live right Stop here from six to nine a.m. that morning. So Friday, August twelfth. Mark your calendar. Uh, it's going to be just an amazing celebration. I've got some surprise visitors, some celebrities will be dropping by as well. So you want to tune in for that. Uh, you don't want to miss it. We're going to have a, a lot of fun. We're going to be cutting the electronic cake and having a bite right here on the airways, and so much more is to come. Speaking of parties and all of that, it's been a long time, guys, that we have not done a nighttime show. Um, I think it's been a, over a year or something. It's been a long time since we've yeah, done a nighttime a show. Time. I think uh I think New Year's Eve, maybe we did one back in um, December. So guess what? We've got a surprise broadcast coming up, a pop-up nighttime show that uh, we'll tell you more about on Tuesday, our next live broadcast here. So um, after Friday, after today, we won't be back on until Tuesday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. So that's when you can hear us again. Uh, We'll be live, of course, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of next week. I've got some amazing new folks joining us who have not been on our show. 
So uh, you're going to hear from some amazing new folks. I'm real, real happy about that. And uh, just interesting. I love the uh, stories and the things that you guys bring us every day right here on the broadcast. Now, coming up in Little After 8 this morning, uh, we're doing a replay. It takes two of Samantha Dixon Slaughter, a wonderful uh, Canadian contribution, um, now with Hair Radio uh, Canada. And um, she's the representative, actually, she's the founder, uh, or co-founder, let me say that, of the uh, Black Beauty Culture Association uh, up in Nova Scotia. And so I'm real happy about that. We're going to get that back on for you guys because uh, it was kind of interrupted yesterday. So this will be something a little bit uh, great. And don't forget, Top 50 Female Vocalists of Old Time is on the way, coming very, very soon. So we're going to be uh, looking at the amazing soul artists who have really shaped our lives. And um, I can think of my favorite right now, but I'm not going to tell you that. You won't find that out until you tune in to that. Um, let's take a little bit of a music break and uh, just a lot more. Uh, we got more talk coming up. We're going to find out more about VPR. Michael, we're going to circle back to you this morning as well. Um, I want to say on the candle talk, and that's the, what I love about it is that we have actually branded blue with uh, the candle queen uh, as well as candle talk in that. the morning. So uh, is that not nice? Very nice. Beautiful. Yes. Love so what's the candle, candle, what's the candle of the day? Yes. So, Blue, what's the candle of the day for us? What can you tell us? Today, we're going to have the candle of the day be white sage. Sage. White, Why white sage? White sage. White sage is calming, it's relaxing. And, you know, we all use sage mm-hmm. to cleanse our homes from all the evil and negativity, so we're going to use white sage so we can have everyone stay positive today. We, we probably have need everyone. a version of that white sage for this uh, radio show today because we were spooning we out a little while ago. I was just going oh, dark. So, uh, so the beautiful well, scent of white I'm sage. And again, yes, divine energy and candle. Wow. Good energy, love and light. Yes, I'm loving it. Spread it Blue, awesome, always. So listen, we're having some fun on this Friday morning, and it's Fan Day Friday, the Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines. We're going to take a little bit of a break, and we got a lot more to get into this morning. You don't want to move a muscle. Stay with us. Coming soon. Don't miss the brand new Hair Radio streaming network show, I Love the 90s. Take a listen back to interviews of the biggest names in music, including C.C. Peniston. Tony Perry. And of course, Destiny's Child. Tune in and enjoy the memorable moments with The Hair Radio and their lineup of amazing artists telling their stories, giving insights, and of course, talking hair and beauty right here on Hair Radio. Join the Hair Radio online community. It's free to be a member. It's social media for the hair and beauty industry. 
great space for entrepreneurs to meet new customers, network with new friends, upload pictures, make, like, read, and share posts about hair, beauty, and business, and more. Go to hrmember.com to sign up. Oh, we know, Carrie, we're dealing, we're dealing with producer extraordinaire. <laughs> so it, it, it ain't, when we dealing with you, Carrie Hines, it ain't no such thing as it's going to be I. No, it's never going to be I. It's always going to be excellence, Carrie, that's because that's, that's what you do, man. You bring out the excellence in yeah, all of us. You, you, yeah, do, you make us. So you make us step up to the plate. And you bring out us being professional at doing this. That's what you do, man. I mean, wow. <laughs> that's what you do. Wouldn't you guys agree with that? Absolutely. I agree. And I think it's trust. It's trusting Carrie too. Like you can't open up or can't be 100% honest if you don't trust the host or trust the person who you're dealing with. And I think that's the camaraderie that's there. Everybody trusts Carrie, and then we trust each other.
and welcome back to the Hair Radio Morning Show. Carrie, over to you. You're listening to the all-new Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines. Now, I have an industry stalwart who is my very special guest. Now, she comes to us all the way from Halifax, from Nova Scotia, Canada. Uh, I guess I'm right with the Halifax. Uh, good morning to you out there, Samantha Dixon Slaughter. Good morning. Hi. How are you? Yeah, I'm so glad to be with you. I'm actually in East Preston, I which is you were somewhere part else. <laughs> of the Halifax. Um, okay. It is part of the the, um, the Halifax Regional Municipality. Oh, okay, so, yeah. good, good, good. So I'm not too far off point. Okay. No, you're right on. Excellent. Well, now, Samantha, she is, just for you guys out there, most of you guys know her. Uh, we've shared a lot of her information from her association. We'll talk about that again. She's the co-founder, one of the co-founders of the Black Beauty Culture Association. And it's not all that, uh, you know, fairly recent. We're talking 2016. So we've got a lot to talk about, uh, and we've got some, some great surprises that we'll share a little, little bit later uh, in this process today. Uh, so, yeah, so... First of all, let me talk about Canada. I haven't been up to Canada in a, quite a while, and then I've only been to Toronto, so I, I got to take a back seat. I got to, you know, take, have a like they say, several seats on this, and kind of let you lead the way first. Can you tell us about uh, Nova Scotia? I had a chance to read a lot about it. I remember flying over Nova Scotia. Going to Europe, that was the, the flight pattern that they always took uh, when I was a flight attendant. So I always knew where it was because <laughs> never, I never got a chance to go down and visit there so much. So can you tell us a little bit about Nova Scotia, well, Samantha? Nova Scotia has a, uh, it, it has a distinct history. It has a distinct, I mean, colonial history as well. Uh, yeah. But it has a distinct history when it comes to black history. Um, yeah. A lot of um, uh, the, the black settlers that were here, this is actually one of the last stops um, for, of, I guess, of blackness. Um, sure. A lot of people settled here from the Caribbean, um, from other parts of North America, as well as South America, and yeah. they ended up here throughout history. Exactly, um, and I was reading that uh, they brought, the the British brought a lot of the enslaved uh, of uh, our ancestors to uh, that area. And I, I, yeah, and I look and I see, uh, just to give everybody a little bit of, you know, trying to envision this in terms of how many uh, folks, uh, black folks are there, we're talking about uh, Nova Scotia. You guys, I read that you have about a little less than half a million uh, you know what? Let me let me get the numbers really straight here. I think I have. Okay, so in Nova one Scotia, point. in Nova Scotia, there's um, in all of Canada, we have about um, I guess about a million. One point one million, I heard. In all <laughs> of Canada, yes. Right, exactly. And now, right. but in Nova Scotia, uh, just about uh, twenty-one thousand or so, and this was as or a little 20, more. Like um, I think it's it's up to about twenty-five. I think. Oh, and then well, you might have that. one more because I think I'll be heading there. <laughs> right on. Okay, good. Um, the, the, so. the, uh, the, I guess the thing is is that we have the largest 
um, amount of concentrated black um, um, indigenous people here in Nova Scotia. Yeah, well, you have, I mean, uh, and I just wanted to say the number so folks could kind of get an understanding. Uh, I think it's an incredible history. We're going to talk a little bit more about it as well. I want to kind of move along a little bit because, uh, well, you have one of my favorite persons uh, in the history up there who also, um, I, I didn't realize that she died right here in New York City uh, uh, or in New York, and I was just blown away by that fact. Uh, I'm talking, of course, about Viola Desmond, so we're going to talk about her. Yes, uh, yes. Yes, absolutely. That's a big, She's one of my inspirations. Yeah, well, you know what? It's a big part of a lot of folks here in America uh, may not know uh, so much. So I think this is going to be quite an eye-opening education this morning. But, Samantha, first, i got to start with you. Okay, so tell us about your history there and uh, this whole love for, uh, for cosmetology and all of this and hair. So tell us about your love for hair. Where did this well, come it from? is a calling because I actually wanted to sit down several times from the industry oh, or from my, from my calling in, um, in moving forward with the Black Beauty Culture um, Association and trying to get uh, more education um, and, you know, to infuse into the beauty industry uh, uh, the equity and equality and inclusion yeah. for us. Uh, again, uh, you know how you say a lot, you say you need to take several seats. I took several <laughs> seats because yeah. I've been uh, fighting for this for over 30 years. So I've yeah. done several times, yeah. wow. um, you know, to get my breath, to get my win, my second win or third win or fourth win because yeah. yeah. this has been a long haul. It, it, it seems like it really has, and I mm-hmm. certainly can relate. Uh, yeah. So I, yeah. So what has what has kept you going? Because again, uh, when it comes to equality, I think that's the underlying thing what you just said, and just hugely, you know, uh, it's a big deal. Well, What's kept you well, going? Well, I think we could agree that black folk, most black folk, we we sometimes um, don't give ourselves enough credit because we have the fortitude to continue on. Um, and if we didn't, we you and I wouldn't be having this conversation. Exactly. That's true, yeah. We, wouldn't be wanna, we would not, you and I wouldn't exist. <laughs> I tell you, I, I'm just blown away at the work that you are doing, though, because you're mm-hmm. doing some important things there that, you know, kind of a little different uh, than I've seen here in, in the States. Um, but I want to talk about the work that you're doing through the Black Beauty Culture Association. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about that as well. Uh, so the the... You know, I must give my, again, I must give my foreparents credit for um, the fortitude. Like, um, my dad was a, um, I must say, a hardworking man. And um, my parents, like, they worked hard to keep, uh, well, just to keep, just for us to be here. And um, um, I think the, 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 one of the reasons why I'm still going is because of, of my my dad and yeah. um he helped with you know with he helped me within my business to keep my business going too wow so i'm i'm uh one of the reasons that my my business is still going is because of him and my 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 actually my brother because my brother helped a lot too 
and they were both Samuels. <laughs> so I'm the other I Sam. I love that. Um, I love that. Your yeah, family um, really helped to make the difference. And see, yeah. I I kind of had the opposite experience over here, and so many entrepreneurs I've heard who don't have that kind of support. So I I just I, I love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. You know, I I absolutely love it. You know that you can, you know, thank your your dad, your brother, and and your family members who really supported your vision. Uh, so now, what exactly were you trying to do with the Black Beauty Culture Association? What what's the message here with this association that you created? Um, so our our, our mission is to um, promote, preserve, protect black beauty culture in Nova Scotia. As you spoke, um, you spoke about Viola Desmond. And, um, again, she's one of my inspirations. I actually had the opportunity to uh, do the hair of one of her students. And that wow. student actually um, invited, well, she introduced me to uh, Viola Desmond. It was almost like an invitation to do... Wow. Um, it actually was an invitation to my calling because uh, one of the statements that she made is that Viola Desmond changed the culture here in Nova Scotia. So that would have been in the 1930s, 40s. Uh, wow. She did that. And um, at that time, there was no real um, um, beauty culture here in Nova Scotia. Right. Of any substance. But, you know, black people always made a way to exactly. make themselves beautiful. <laughs> We're going to find a way. <laughs> yeah, we always find a way, informally, exactly. um, but, you know, there was no formal way. So yeah. um, I think uh, uh, with Viola Desmond um, doing what um, I love about or opening story. up her own school, pardon? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so I she love opened up her own school. She opened yeah. up her own school. She actually went, okay, actually with Viola Desmond, there was also another lady who had her, who actually attended school in the United States and came back to Nova Scotia and opened up her salon. She had it in her 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 home. Wow! And I, I, Viola Desmond was a school teacher who decided that she wanted to take up uh, yes. hairdressing, and so she yes. went uh, to apply for, to a school here, and they wouldn't accept her. So she actually had to go to Montreal, I think, and take up hairdressing, and yeah. then she then she actually. Um, uh, also did some education in the United States. Right, I heard in New here. York so, under uh, Madam Walker's, uh, uh, one of Madam Walker's schools. I'm not sure, but okay. But well, that's um, what they say. So, that, okay. you know, so, yeah, we maybe, can only go um, by what they say. <laughs> okay, yeah, and we can all <laughs> uh, oral yes. history or, you know, what is written. Yeah, exactly. And oral history is what we got to we yeah. gotta um, give some credit to. Exactly. Um, Exactly. The other thing is yeah. is that when she introduced me to her, she said, "This is what Miss um, v- Verna Skinner was her name, and she was uh-huh. she was my mentor. She actually gave me some of her um, some of her equipment too, so I still own wow. some of it." And she says, "She said to me, she said, you know, Viola Desmond actually changed the culture here. So meaning now, yeah. when Viola Desmond opened up her school and her salon, black people could come into a salon and have their hair done professionally." Yeah, it wasn't, you know, you just know, an extraordinary uh, lady. And I, yeah, I think and, the, and get the education too. So for me, yeah. now I need I when she actually introduced me to her, that was like again my calling. 
And yeah. I went out and started um, seeking information on Viola Desmond, but also seeking information on who became who who made a might have came after her. So yeah. you know, my my um, what my part of my calling is to actually get that information. Well, so I that's like to, to accumulate that history. Yeah, yeah, go and ahead. document it. So in doing this, even doing this interview, that's part of that documentation. Thank you. Well, I'm happy. And, and for folks who are just kind of joining us here, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the all-new Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines. Now, I have an extraordinary guest who comes to us from uh, one of our partner countries out there. We're talking about the amazing Samantha Dixon Slaughter. You guys know her from the uh, she's one, let me just get it straight, one of the co-founding members of the Black Beauty Culture Association. And this morning we're talking about the legendary, the legendary Viola Desmond. And I've got to say, for me, my first, uh, I think I'd uh, come across her name before, of course, but I think the big thing I saw when uh, she was placed uh, as the first uh, uh, first woman on uh, one of the bills up there in Canada. and um, But my understanding is that she wasn't the first woman. She's the first thing, you know, to be individually placed on the bill. Yeah, other than, that's right, other than the queen. That's right. Exactly. That's other right. than the queen, exactly. <laughs> that's a good, that's a kind of a good group to be in. Yes. Yes. So, you know what her sister said? Yeah. She what? said, um, someone, someone, um, after her question, and she said that uh, the way she puts it is that the queen is in good company. <laughs> See, I love that, and that's and mm-hmm. I totally agree. And I think the, we have not gotten there here in America. And to be quite honest with you, I don't know if we ever will. I, I'm hoping. I'm always going to remain positive. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, um, it's you know, it just. It really says so much about um, the America. So, but we're gonna today. My uh, my very special guest again is from Nova Scotia. Now that's out on on the Atlantic, uh, like the the, the East Coast, eastern part. Right, yeah. yeah, the East Atlantic uh, shores there. We're, we're right above me. Yes, which is uh, that's why we always used to fly over there, heading over the water, going over to Europe. So I remember it so clearly because they would always show us on the map. So I just loved it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, those were the old days. Now, so I want to talk about the hair care industry. I want to talk about, uh, you know, because you've been in and a big part of this for a while, we'll say. We're not going to name exactly the years. Uh, But what can you tell us that in your eyes that, you know, have changed over the years? And is it getting better, do you think? Well, I don't believe that hairdressers, especially black hairdressers, are given the the respect that they deserve. Mm. Like even to think, like people, some people actually don't realize that Viola Desmond was a hairdresser. I mean, she was an educator. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But they don't give her that credit of being a hairdresser. So she's actually a black woman on the, 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 the money, but she's a right. black hairdresser on the money. Of course. And people yeah. don't give her that, they don't give her that credit, and they don't give black hairdressing that credit, because a lot of times when, if, you, if we went through hairdressing, um, again, like uh, we can note here that a black hairdresser changed the culture 
for us here in Nova Scotia. But also black hairdressers uh, throughout North America have also helped us adapt to presenting ourselves um, more more professionally or more yeah. in a more um, – and they help beautify us. I don't want to um, – um, you know, I don't want to sound too too. Uh, I don't want to well, sound. Well, anyways, I just, I, I don't want to sound that um, I'm giving um, hairdressing more credit than it deserves. But I do believe that it's not getting the credit it deserves well, because we yeah. know that um, black hair, even in the states, black hairdressers have helped um, establish universities. Absolutely. Well, we wouldn't be here if it weren't for the hair, black hair industry. And I want to say, I I totally agree. I don't think that uh, they're given as much credit as they deserve, the hairstylists. Especially the pioneers. I mean, that's like, uh, again, like I note, I note that you, you have, and and you've done it, um, I I guess, extensively. Yes, thank you. So whenever you, you had a hair show, you talked about, I think, um, oh. Oh, Annie oh. Malone, uh, Sarah yeah. Spencer Washington, the list goes yeah. on and on and on. And, of course, Madam C.J. Walker's great-great-granddaughter has been at our shows and all of that. Yeah, and yeah. in addition to the current crop of uh, hair uh, industry uh, superstars. And I've got to say, I appreciate that. Thank you for that moment. Uh, you know, uh, thank you. But, um, Carrie, thank you for your interest in our, in our work, oh. like in the work of the Black Beauty Culture Association. Well, it's very kind. Well, we're, all, we're, doing, we're doing the work. We represent all of North America between you and me. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here we are. And I have to say, I have to say, uh, you're absolutely right. But I, I credit the black hair care industry for doing amazing things. And I'll tell you, it's an industry where I don't think that, that we get the credit in, in terms of the industry because uh, the black dollars, especially here, I can safely say this is one of the few industries where the black dollar leads from one black hand to another. And that you know, is not across the board here. So I uh, folks may not realize it. Now, it may go somewhere else after that, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, well, you know, the but, you know, so what do you say to that when you hear that, Samantha? Well, the first person that taught me that or said that to me was Barry Fletcher, and I'm sure oh, you know Barry, him. Oh, Barry, of course. He said, not. The, the uh, blackest dollar, now what he says <laughs> is the blackest dollar you'll ever spend is at a black hair salon. Yes, yes. He's, uh, he, well, Barry is, a, of course, a good friend of ours. I interviewed Barry many times, many, many years ago, mm-hmm. uh, way back when he was pretty much just getting out there. So that's, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's always been a leader. You guys know Barry Fletcher. He's uh, Barry Fletcher Products and so much more. He has and been we're actually one of the only people well. in Nova Scotia that carry his line. Wow. He carries his line. Well, listen, yeah, he's an incredible fella. And, uh, and uh, you know, I've got to catch up with Barry. It's been a while since we've had him on, mm-hmm. so we'll have to do that. Yeah, and but he's, let me he's tell actually you. been very, like, in, in our efforts to – promote black beauty culture here in Nova Scotia, he's been very supportive. Yeah. Him and his yeah. him, him him and our agent, like our sale agent Michael, and they've been so supportive. I um, love it. I love it. Of well Nova our, Scotia. Our efforts. Yeah. So how so tell talk about the hair industry there. So how are the people? How do they do they appreciate all that's there up there? Because, you know, uh in terms of 
the black hair industry. Do they? How do? How do the people actually feel? Well, the clients. They, well, do they love okay, that. So they, now you know that, that we only got like here in Nova Scotia. Again, <laughs> um, we only <laughs> have um, we only have like uh, twenty five, and it might right. be even close to thirty thirty thousand black. Oh, okay. people here well, in that's, that's, uh, no, but you guys have 35 million. <laughs> so you guys yeah, got a whole well, country yeah, well, in the United we, States. Yeah, so yeah, of course. Us, and I'm here in Brooklyn, here, New York. We've got more shots, <laughs> you know, yeah. just in my little uh, borough, you know. But 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 you know what? It's also yes, quantitatively speaking, and the number of people, of course. But but when you talk about the feeling. And uh, um, exactly. So I think one of the things there, that I can important. say here that's changing is that we're changing legislature. So we're changing yeah. um, the politics of uh, hair care of yeah. the beauty industry. Um, we we just had um, a change in the apprenticeship, and I, I you know uh, I should shout out to the people at the um, Nova Scotia Apprenticeship Agency that have approved that we've just gotten approval. For the, um, the Black yeah. Beauty Culture Hair Innovators course. So tell and us about that our, because I, I, I read about our, it. So yeah, we I read about of, it. So tell us about it. Yeah, and we are now a part of their act. So we're part of the Black the Black Beauty Culture Hair Innovators uh, course is now part of the Nova Scotia uh, Apprenticeship Act. So which is awesome. And and I read that they have like several different apprentices. Uh, apprenticeship type things that they could offer through that program and your uh this is one of them which is amazing and that's not it doesn't seem like it's easy to accomplish that so it seems like that no was, it took us some work. like we did we started the application in 2019 wow that's what i said i was Wow. That's yeah, we, the, the application was started, in, I think, in September of 2019, yeah. I believe, and it got passed in April of 2022. Wow. Well, this, I have to say, is ginormous. And that's why I love uh, following the industry there. I love learning about the industry. And when I say there, I'm talking about in Nova Scotia. We're talking about Canada. Uh, there are a lot of folks uh, here in America that this is their first time hearing of Nova Scotia. So let's just take a moment to take that in and just uh, remind all of our fans and listeners all over the world, Hair Radio has connected with uh, folks everywhere. And you know this. You know. Yes. We have, uh, I have to shout out to, you know, my favorite over in Ghana. Uh, we have quite a few folks who are over in Ghana as well. But Ebenezer is always uh, representing Hair Radio. Uh, Cobain Ebenezer, and, um, and I'm just always, always excited. Uh, yeah, there's actually, we have an Ebenezer at our at the um, uh, apprenticeship agency that we're working with too, and he's been very here. supportive. He's been Absolutely. so supportive. Mm. That's that's the thing, and and in addition to um, King Freddie and so many others over there, we love them. They support Hair Radio. They run. Uh, the Hair Radio Ghana, and then also over in Nigeria as well. Um, I have to take a moment to shout out Mawarin and so many others who uh, continuously support and beat the drum for us here, um, you know, and telling us and keeping us informed about what's happening um, in, in Nigeria as well, in Lagos and yes. so forth. So I, I love it. Yeah, so and... and I, 
we can't leave out South Africa and my folks over in the, in the eastern part. Uh, can't get all of that. We love everybody across the continent. So let me just get that out. Okay. It's so lovely uh, to make those connections too, yes. Yes, I'm absolutely pleased. So that's kind of where I was going, but I was leading that, uh, leading to the fact that we are looking at doing some things uh, in a joint way. And um, it's my great honor. I talked about some surprises at the top of our interview this morning, and I wanted to bring everybody's attention to the new Hair Radio Canada. And, uh, Samantha, I want you to be our point person up there um, in Canada for us uh, in Nova Scotia. Is that not exciting? Yay. That yes. is very exciting. I'm yeah. I'm I'm ready. I'm game. I'm good. I'm loving it because one Yay. of the big things for us is to my one of my first uh, uh, big 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 efforts that I'm going to do is to make sure that we are on a huge international call, and this is in recognizing uh, the efforts of the black hair care industry worldwide. So it's Yay. the first ever that's going to take part in literally uh, helping us to establish standards that are um, literally across, around the world. It's not uh, just a, a little slice of America, but we're going to really delve and uh, continue this effort. And everybody knows that that's where I'm going. <laughs> I think mm. they, they kind of have gotten a whiff of that already, Samantha. <laughs> so uh, yeah. we're going to... Yeah, we're great, gonna. We're gonna. Yeah, we're, well, I want you to game. be part We're of ready. This. We're ready. Yeah. Like even with our with the um, the black um, beauty culture black, yeah. um, here innovator course, we're ready. We're we'll actually be starting a um, cohort uh, oh. in September. And um, um, also, you know, I looked up. Yeah. I looked up. I looked up. Um, Black beauty culture uh, studies, like if you know, mm. if there was any other place that had a, 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 a place where black beauty culture is actually studied. And the only other place that I found, yes. because, you know, in, with, with our study, we, we actually are studying the history, which, you know, yes. the history and the culture, as well as the technical part, yes. you know, the theory, and of then course. we're doing the practical. So yes. the only other place that it's, ever like that I've seen that it was studied like black beauty culture is in Harvard University. Mm, well that's that's very, very interesting. And you know, they're not worried they're not concerned with the practical part, but you know they, they and I'm sure they're probably not worried about the the, the, the anatomy of here, but they right. are studying the history and the culture of black here at at Harvard. And I'm like, wow. And well, that's the only other place. I think uh for us here as well, hair, uh, on the Hair Radio Morning Show at least, and we're big parts, of course, you guys know we're advocates for the entire industry, wherever you are. It uh, doesn't matter what part of natural hair, relaxed hair, barbering, shaving, whatever, we're in the middle of the conversation. And uh, that's what the Hair Radio Morning Show sure has been about. Yeah, but I have to without say, discrimination, uh, that's right. No, yes. with, exactly. It is um, an incredible, it's been an incredible journey, and um, I love it. I absolutely love it. We're across the board, uh, literally, and that's because of folks like yourself, Samantha. So uh, the efforts that you've made to help uh, keep this association alive, too, 
So I love, yeah. I call it BBCA. I love the Black Beauty Culture Association. Yay. I, I Yay. think you guys are doing And it, it rolls right work. off your tongue. I can't, I, I actually cannot say it. I oh. can't say it as well. So I oh, need to get, I need to get with the group. But, <laughs> well, you know, I listen. thank God for the opportunity. I thank God that he chose me to do this. Yes, exactly. If it was my choice, I probably wouldn't do it. Um, you know what? Probably would. Seriously. I can relate and I can understand. I often say, which is, I've, I've never really heard anybody else say that because it reminds me of myself. Uh, I always say that uh, hair radio is like, I tell the clients and customers, like, it's like finding a bird's nest on the ground uh, because mm-hmm. it's such a unique, uh, very different and very, I call it sometimes strange, uh, <laughs> but in a loving way, it's a great place where everybody feels welcome. And okay. uh, and I feel that the same thing, it, it kind of found me, even though okay. I created uh, the indi- yeah, this part of the industry for us uh, in terms of merging broadcasting and hair and beauty mm-hmm. talk. Yeah, uh, so you, per- you, might have pers- you might have pursued it, but it found you. It came, exactly. It came to you. Thank you mm-hmm. for, for articulating that. Uh, yeah, so Samantha, now I've got to ask you, so what's next for you? What are you looking to do next? I cannot wait to start the the Black Beauty Beat um, radio <laughs> yes. show. Oh, so I'm ready okay. For that. Let, okay, I was <laughs> uh, we were gonna save that, but now we're gonna go and tell I everybody know, right, right I wait now. For that. I'm ready. <laughs> yes, um, I'm looking forward to it. It's um, everybody knows I've produced a, a half dozen shows or so here um, for the hair and beauty industry. And we have several that are broadcasting right now, even over at Upscale Magazine Radio, the fans uh, who tune in through their 24-hour network at UpscaleMagazineRadio.com. Wanted to get that out there and shout out to their fans. But uh, so there, everybody's going to be in, uh, informed. So what would you like the uh, Beauty Beat, what would you like it to be about, Samantha? Tell our fans. Well, again, like um – Sure, like we always want some music, some <laughs> yeah. type of music, if it's just right. the beating of the drums. Okay. Uh, but um, we, you know, we also we want to we want to form a community. So we mm. want to form some unity in the black yeah. family and uh, throughout Canada, really, and Absolutely. throughout the world, like you said. So we want to connect those dots. Exactly. Um, uh, but again, like our 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 main focus as a uh, a association is to promote, preserve, and protect Black beauty culture, uh, as well as um, you know uh, in, infusing into the um, beauty industry equity, equality, and inclusion. Um, the the uh, you know the I guess the other thing is is. Connecting, like connecting with you, I appreciate that. Um, I do, I really do. I really appreciate connecting with you and doing some other things together with you. Like um, maybe um, um, I'm going to leave some of those things alone because you know you and I probably have to have a private conversation. Yeah, we we got it. I I really do. Like I really appreciate um, the opportunity, uh, Carrie. I really appreciate your encouragement. it's 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 actually my great honor again uh, just to have Samantha Dixon Slaughter on with us, uh, just doing amazing things through, like I said, through BBCA and um, the Black Beauty Culture Association. Now, I also want to mention to you, in addition to the radio project uh, and so many other things that you're doing, the industry just recently we kind of we we kind of got off our axis for a moment 
with uh, the death of the legendary uh, Dr. Willie Morrow uh, yes. out in California. Yes. Yeah. What? So anything you want to say about that today? Well, you know, I've actually met him. I met him. But, you know, you, you really don't know until you know. Yeah. So I was in the I was actually in the presence of greatness and I actually yeah. pretty much didn't know. Like I didn't know and I think when I I think when I was in his presence I got I got a hold of some magazines that he had given me. Yeah. And um you know some some he actually gave me some great education too cuz um yeah. you I I guess you can't you couldn't be in his presence and not get educated on exactly. something. Exactly. Um, so the little time that I spent with him at his booth in at one year show, I don't know if it was in Chicago, in New York, or in Atlanta. Right. I, don't, I can't remember. But um, I, I got educated. Yeah. And yeah. I still have one of the magazines that he he Amazing. He, he was actually um, presenting that that day. So and yeah. he's on the cover of that of that magazine. I love and, it. Uh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You again. You don't know until you know. Exactly, and and it just reminds me, and I had a chance as well, I had a chance to interview him years and years ago. That's probably the beginning of my, my incredible bond uh, with his led, also now legendary daughter. We're talking about Cheryl Morrow, who was a great friend and family. I, you know, she's like family to us here at the show. I've known her for decades, um, and we've worked together many times. Um, you know, to hear her talk so lovingly, about uh, her dad and uh, to have influenced so many. Uh, it just, you know, I, I tease and say he was hair radio before there was hair radio. And um, I just, I'm blown away. And I'm grateful to be part of this. I, I feel so at home with this industry and with, you know, all the things that you guys are doing. Samantha Dixon Slaughter, I just, I don't know what else to say to you. <laughs> You're just awesome. You're awesome. And, uh, okay, anybody you want to shout out? I adore you, too. Uh, yeah. Anybody you want to shout out to today and, you know, the folks up there? And oh, all my husband, who's been supporting oh, me and putting up with me. <laughs> Wayne Slaughter has been awesome. Oh, he's we got to shout out to Wayne Slaughter. For this little while, he's he's just been awesome. Well, listen, this is the place to do it. So I just want to, again, thank you. Uh, just to take time to speak to all of us at the Hair Radio Morning Show, we're going to continue to look out for all the work that you're doing through the Black Beauty Culture Association, you guys. Mm -hmm. Now, how can folks connect with you? Of course, they can do so right through the Hair Radio Morning Show. Yeah, so I should shout out to our members, too, so our membership. Hi, everyone. Um, and you can find us or find information about us at um, blackbeautyculture.org. That's oh. blackbeautyculture.org. Awesome. And, of course, always through the head radio show. Yes. All right. Yes. <laughs> so, Amanda, thanks so much for being with us. Much appreciated. Oh, thank you. I, again, uh, Carrie, I adore you and I adore oh, what you're doing, you. and I, I can't wait for our connection to absolutely um come to fruition <laughs> exactly just float up in the air okay all right thank you so much all right folks we've got a lot more to get to this morning so uh keep it right here stay with us we'll be right back it's two thumbs up the hair radio morning show goes to the movies it's our brand new movie talk radio segment 
listen live. Tune in right here on our broadcast for our unique review of the latest movie. Join us live on the air to chat. It's Movie Talk on the Hair Radio Morning Show. The Let Your Spirit Source segment on the Hair Radio Morning Show is about getting your day and ours started with positive thoughts, well wishes, great quotes, and amazing affirmations. So if you have one you'd like to share, please send it through our Salon TV Network app and we'll get it featured on the air. I'm Carrie Hines. You're invited to be part of our new limited radio broadcast series talking about Cosby. It's our chance to collectively delve into the life and career and legacy of Bill Cosby right here on the Hair Radio Morning Show. Now we've got great on-air commentators who will be lending their voices to this complex man's story, and we want to hear from you. Our mid-show hour from 7 to 8 a.m. Eastern, 6 to 7 Central, it's your chance to call in and speak live on the air. Go to our Facebook page, The Hair Radio Morning Show, for complete details.
all my precious trickle box to go off. Man, cause I'm so fresh, fresher than you. I'm fresher than you. Fresher than you. our amazing fans at the hair radio show and we know that you have many choices of how you spend your time each morning so we thank you for listening because your hair speaks volumes it's time to rise and shine with the hair radio morning show with carrie hines All right, it's uh, Friday morning, July 29th of 2022. It's about 8.40 in the morning New York time as we broadcast live. It's our show number 734, show 734, and again, we're in the last uh, throngs of the day. I call it the last 20. I want to bring back to the line our incredible folks who are helping us to keep things moving this morning for you guys out there. Again, uh, Nicole Marie out of Water Valley and Hopkins, Michael Hopkins out of beautiful Spotsylvania, VA. Good morning again, guys. Yes, happy third hour. Um, Yeah, it's been just incredible. The music that you just heard, uh, that was also Beyonce. That was from, I believe, her last album, though. She's got a new Renaissance album out that just dropped overnight. I know, Michael, you and me are going to run out and get it. Uh, you know, but uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. are, well, hey, well, these days they just download stuff, you know, it's not yeah, right. quite, right. quite the same, you know, or yeah, that's what, I was or say. what have you. Yeah, no vinyl, you don't have right? to physically go. Well, you know what? They're right. trying to bring vinyl back. There are, listen, I don't know about how you guys feel about this, but this is where I stand. I would love, and I'm going to buy me a record player. I want, maybe it's nostalgia, Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I want an actual record player that plays records. There are some albums and things that they do release on vinyl. I know the DJs have vinyl and all of that available to them, but I want, um, I want to release... I, I think they do. I think there are some no, uh, musicians you. who put out. Oh no, I no, I'm not I'm quite that you. old. <laughs> okay, okay. Thank you, <laughs> Marie. Oh. Uh, you just made me feel like Father Time. I'm not quite Uh-oh. there yet. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm so okay. sorry. I, I still, still have, have vinyl, vinyl records. <laughs> I still have vinyl records. Uh, it got e- it got even worse back in the what the nineties. I still had a, a, yeah. a floor model TV oh. with a big screen. Oh. Wow. Mike, we're going to keep that our secret. <laughs> well, Carrie, no, they I might not necessarily it. be your vinyl records. They could have been passed oh, down no, from your try to, Don't try to backtrack mm-hmm. it now, Nicole Marie. You threw me <laughs> under the old screeching, slow-moving bus. Uh, well, no, the reason I said thing. that is I... because I have some from, from my older no, sisters. I, was just I still have some well, that, they, that they had. I was just kidding. No, I don't actually have any, though. Let me say that. But uh, let me just kind of bring it into perspective for everybody because it's not so uh, unbelievable that you can't have it. 
Whitney Houston, I remember her last album. Now, uh, was back, and it wasn't all that long ago, back in 2000, like 2009 or so, uh, when she released those beautiful songs that went on to become iconic, uh, I Look to You and things like that, was on that album. Um, and uh, her album that she released went to be platinum, uh, and uh, which was amazing. And it was platinum because of the physical sales of the actual album. Not the downloads okay. so much, the physical sales. The fans of the show, okay. of, of Whitney's, were, you know, her big fans, all bought albums, and they were used to that behavior, and that's how they supported her. So, um, I and I do believe that vinyl has made a comeback. I do. But I want uh, I the record player because I want the ambiance that uh, – that uh, that certain romanticism, I think, uh, when you put a record on and you're reading the jacket uh, sleeve or the sleeve, uh, the album sleeve, the album cover, um, you know, for the notes and things like that. And um, and I had friends who used to write liner notes, you know, for the CDs and things like that. And so okay. I think um, I just it's just a feeling of nostalgia. I think as for me, you know, you're coming up on another birthday. And you miss those old times. You miss those wonderful things, uh, like, you know, things that harken back to happier times. We're dealing with so right. much in, in this country right now and around the world. Right, so much has changed. Uh, with all true. kind of global issues. Yeah, so anything that can kind of, you know, take you away for a moment, take you take out you of back. yourself right. and just, you know, bring a smile to your face. I remember... I think one of my biggest influences that I really, I don't know if I shared this, but uh, when Mary did the interview and I talked about being a kid, uh, listening to my mom used to buy me these wonderful Winnie the Pooh albums uh, when I was a little kid. Yeah. So there you have it. I had the Winnie the Pooh albums and I would play them over and over and over again. And I think I, I like to think that that's what inspired me to create Fluff the Bear tape when I was a grown man, and uh, which led to my success and radio uh, out in uh, Hollywood and then returning to the East Coast to continue and, you know, and start producing the kind of fare that we are known for today. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I think uh, Yeah, well, she bought, uh, I used to have all the golden books. I don't know if you guys remember the golden books. Oh, um, yeah. I remember those. Yeah. I I used to read those books. Uh, she just bought me a lot of books. I had my own, like, a set of encyclopedias uh, with the full, big old dictionaries. And I used to study and practice vocabulary words and just learning uh, geography and doing reports for other students who didn't have access to the encyclopedias. They had to go to the library to use theirs, but I had my own set at home. And so um, it was incredible. And I was in elementary school at the time, so I, and then junior high uh, in Philadelphia. So that's, uh, that was my beginning. Those were my influences. So all that to say, we miss the old days. What about you, Nicole Marie? Yeah. Anything, um, any of those times that you just missed when you were a little girl that you'd like to kind of bring uh-huh. back or to introduce your kids to? Well, one thing that is definitely missing and time could 
really changed now is when I was growing up, I spent so much time with my great-grandparents and my grandparents and just Mm. listening to them and gaining that wisdom and just being surrounded by that love. Um, You know, at that time, I didn't know that we didn't have much because we had so much love and so much just, just surrounded by so much love. And nowadays, mm-hmm. you know, those family members have passed on, and I, I miss that for my children because I think there's so much wisdom and so much history that is learned from, you know, grandparents, great-grandparents. And I was so lucky to have all of them for a time period when I was growing up. Well, you're so very lucky. I didn't know any of that, my grandparents. Yeah, how nice oh, okay. is that? Okay. Michael, yeah. how about you? So just, how do you feel about yeah. that and grandparents? Are grandparents important and the families uh, a part of the tree? Are they an important part? Oh, yes. Uh, I live with my um, grandmother, my mother, and my aunt throughout the 60s and the 70s. So that there was a wealth of knowledge that that I got from them that just can't be taken away. And it was just such a blessing for my kids. My kids, at one point in time, they had a grandmother, a great-grandmother, and a great-great-grandmother. Wow. Wow. They had, you know, with my my grandkids and, and my kids, it was just... That was one of those things that, you know, you never forget. You just never forget. They passed on a lot of, now when I look back at it, it was wisdom. They didn't have a PhD from a major college or masters or bachelors. They didn't have any of that. They had good old common sense and they were God-fearing women and they passed on so much to me on raising my kids. You know, that's that's the kind of things at times I, I miss. Mm. But it, it's, it's, wow. it's always in your heart as to what they did right. for you. It's always there. It never goes away. Right. Yes, just and like I think they have a grandparent. Time, yeah. Sitting out on the porch, just great time. Yeah. I, I think that's why I gravitate to, like, grandparents' age-type people because I didn't have that. I was told my mom used to tell me about my granddad and my grandmother, and I've seen pictures, um, and um, and I did my own tracing of my family tree on Ancestry.com. Uh, so it was really quite remarkable. I traced back uh, several generations to my grandparents' parents, like right after the uh, uh, freeing of, uh, you know, for our ancestors in about uh, the mid-1800s. So my granddad was born like right uh, before the 1900s. And so um, it was quite an, uh, it's remarkable to stay connected and learn about all of these things. And like you guys said, to continue these these stories and share these stories with your families and the kids, especially who uh, may not be aware. 
but should be. Oh yeah, quite quite true. Okay. I know with my kids now are all adults, but it's funny because my mother, their grandmother, they they lived around her and with her until 2016. So she made it into wow. the 21st century. But it was it's so funny sometimes we look back and some of the little things that my mother would do and we would laugh we laugh at it now. I mean we even laughed at it back then cuz my mother was yeah. a little 4 foot 11, maybe lucky if she was 5 oh, feet lady. But wow. she was a she was just a uh, she was a tough little lady. She was a loving lady. She was a church going lady, but don't let that fool you. I used to call my mother, I said, she's a little ghetto girl. And I used to tell my kids that all the time. I said, your mom's a little ghetto girl. And she would prove it to them sometimes. She was hearing impaired, and they, they would think she wouldn't hear what they were saying around her. And she would always have this uncanny way of they never thought she was hearing. And all of a sudden, out of the clear blue sky, she would make some kind of comment about what they said or what they did, and they wouldn't know what to do. They would just be in shock, you know, like deer in the headlights. You know, my kids would be yeah. like that, and I would laugh, and I would have to tell them because my kids are suburban children. They didn't grow up in the inner city. That They don't know the ways of the inner city. And uh, I would just have to tell them, look, that's how your grandma is. Yeah, sure. She's over there uh, with your nephew. He's like eight, nine years old. She has a cane, but yet she's she's shadow boxing with him, throwing him left jabs and all that. That was my mother. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and trash, you talking about cash, trash talking, little ghetto lady, but she had nothing but loving in her heart for all of us. And that's why I considered it a, a privilege and an honor to take care of her in her last days here on Earth. I just want to say, you don't mean ghetto in terms of a negative stereotype. You're saying it in an affectionate and uh, just around the way kind of way, lady, just very nuts and bolts and and, uh, straightforward. uh, Absolutely, Carrie, absolutely. Uh, And I have to say, you know, I remember it, it reminds me of, uh, you know, back in those days, and it was all the rage to get your ear pierced. And so, uh, you know, I'm newly independent, a young man out there hanging out in the world with all these newfound so-called friends, and uh, got my ear pierced, uh, went home to visit my dear mom, and uh, I thought she couldn't see that well anymore. She had suffered all kind of, like, health issues and her vision was gone after uh, botched surgery and all this kind of stuff. And uh, so I thought she couldn't see. So here I'm going up in the house, and the first thing she saw was this big old shiny earring in my ear. And I never forgot the story. And I said, uh, well, Ma, I thought you couldn't see. But she saw that. I learned my she lesson. Saw that. She saw that. So uh just really amazing things and great family memories and, and just, uh, you know, just gone on to, to adhere and, and kind of grasp on and hold on to those family stories that have been passed down. And, Michael, how 
great you were to have all of those generations covered by your family and oh, the Colmarie. That's amazing. Uh, you guys, you guys were very, very fortunate, very blessed, and uh, yeah. I take that to heart. So good stuff. Now listen, just want to remind everybody, it's been a great week. We really did. We had an amazing week <laughs> there at Radio Board. Yes, yeah, it has we been. We started off with Vet Talk, and like I think it was the 40th episode of the Vet Talk radio show. We'll be back on Tuesday with Michael and, and the whole team uh, with some new stuff, and I'm excited about that. Uh, should be a 41st broadcast, Michael Hopkins. And uh, for us, Nicole Marie, it'll be uh, show number 735, 735 on Tuesday wow. morning. We'll be yeah. broadcasting from 6 We're to 9. We're moving along. Real happy about that. Yeah, we've got some new guests who will be joining us. We'll be talking about that next week. You don't want to miss the show. Uh, simply, around the clock, we will be still broadcasting. So as we wrap up here and wind down for the broadcast of the Live Hair Radio Morning Show today, uh, you'll be able to listen over at UpscaleMagazineRadio.com, uh, which is going to be incredible. We've got a lot of wonderful things playing over there around the clock. We'll have this very broadcast, uh, show number 734, uh, which airs on today, Friday, July 29th, live of 2022. It'll replay over at the uh, Upscale Magazine Radio, along with so many other things. You don't want to miss it. So, uh so guys, uh, did we have did we do a good job this week, Michael Hopkins? What are your yeah. thoughts? Oh, a number one, Carrie Hines. We did an excellent job. A number one. Awesome, Nicole Marie. Amazing, what about amazing. you? Oh yes, amazing, okay. amazing. Okay. Wonderful week, amazing. exciting week as usual. Okay. Yes, enjoyed our guests, especially. Samantha Dixon Slaughter. I'm so looking forward to hearing more, more from her from Nova Scotia. Yeah, exactly. That's up in Canada, folks. In case you just tuned in. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we had a great time. We're going to be real busy this weekend, updating so much stuff. I'm going to kind of bring everything into uh, new. I uh, want to thank Roots Rock Salon for supporting us always. Uh, the wonderful folks at Organic Love Collection, uh, Rugged Evolution Beard Care as well. Go to ruggedevo.com to visit them. Um, and just uh, so many others. We have uh, Divine Energy Candles. You guys uh, got to talk to Blue mid-show today. And we'll see you back here on Tuesday uh, from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. And join me for my big uh, Friday, August 12th of 2022. And that's really it. Nicole Marie, any last words? Michael, anything you guys want to say? Michael will be with us on Tuesday, 8.30 Eastern. You don't want to miss that for Vet Talk Radio Show. Okay, guys. I would like um, all of our fans to thank you, thank them very much for tuning in and listening. Right. And have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. We'll see you back here next week, folks. Here's the outro. All right. Thank you, Mike. Well, Thank it's you, best time to bring this episode of the Hair Radio Morning Show to a close. But it does not end here. The show continues over at our 24-7 Hair Radio broadcast network at www.hairradio.com. Now, I must thank today's great guests and our legacy advertisers. 
These are the folks who have been supporting our show over the years, including Dr. Raglan, Yolanda Raglan at FixYourFeet.com. They are the very best in foot care. She has two locations, one in New York City and the other in Maryland. I also want to take a moment to acknowledge the amazing Troy Ballard, of course, from the West Coast out in Southern